All right, welcome to Electric Skatecast Season 3. Whoop whoop. Yeah, big exciting time. Uh, this is episode 21, and wow. we have a fantastic guest from across the sea. An OG, um, but, I would say. An OG, yeah, one of the originals, I, I, I would argue. Um, as always, I'm your host, JGRANDGR, or known as Joe. And with me is my co-host, as always, Official Terminal X. Good evening, good evening. And as I mentioned, uh, we have a very special guest. Um, some of you may know him on Instagram as at Skate Electric. Um, you might know him from the Surrey Hill eSkate. Um, but we have our friend Nick. How are you doing tonight, Nick? Really good. Thanks. Nice to be here. How's it going? Very well. It's a, it's a great day for eSkate. Um, we're starting to get some warmer weather over here, which is always appreciated. Um, yeah. And we're we're excited to kind of jump in and learn some more about yourself and how you kind of got into eSkate and uh, what you do with eSkate now. So um, why don't we just start off uh, right off the cuff and how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? I live in Surrey in the UK, um, so it's about 40 minutes outside London. I actually, so the, the quick sort of background is I, I actually was born in, in South Africa in Cape Town. Um, my dad was uh, working advertising over there, and I came to this country when I was five, um, and then brought up basically in in the in the Surrey Hills. In terms of where my actual, uh, where, where do you want me to sort of jump in at? Because I don't want to bore the listeners of like my kind of life story. Because my oh no, bore us. We we want to hear all the details. Yeah, yeah. 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 Notes I don't want it to sound like a therapy session. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like... This really is therapy, though. For at least okay. it is. It's all it's right. it's therapy for our listeners and for us. Okay. So. Yeah, okay. All right. Here we go. Um, I live in the same village I'm in now. It's called Sheer. Um, it's actually quite a famous village because they um, do a lot of filming here. There's that very cheesy film that most girls have seen. Some guys have been forced to watch it. It's called The Holiday with Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. yeah, you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. sure my fiance has made me watch yeah. it recently. <laughs> exactly. It is. A, yeah, it's one of those Christmas films, whatever. So we get a lot of tourists each year coming down. Um, uh, you know, holiday to one one side. It's still a, sort of your classic, uh, picturesque, beautiful uh, English village. It's got a little a couple of little nice little pubs. It's got a stream. You know, coffee shops. It, it, it is. It's really beautiful. But around it, it's got some of the best uh, mountain biking trails in the country. So it's kind of world class uh, trails. Um, one of one of my best mates um, has got a, a mountain bike shop in in a village called Pease Lake, which is the adjacent village. Um, he's actually got a Santa Cruz dealership there. Got a very small space, but he sells a lot of bikes. Um, and so, um, so, so you know, it, it's like at uh, weekends, it can sort of feel a bit like a sort of ski resort in the sense you've got that kind of traffic, that volume of people yeah. coming, going. A lot of people coming down from London because it's only 45 minutes away. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I t to be honest with you, in my 20s and 30s, I'm 46 now, I'm 47 in July. Apparently, that's what it says in the documentation. I don't feel it at the moment. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the East Game that's helped. I don't know. But um, yeah. I, I, I didn't really get into I, I always loved mountain biking, but I never re really had like a sort of decent bike. So, so yeah, so, that, so that's where I am. I'll come back to that. But going back to um, my so early years, I came back to this country age five and um, I was really lucky I went to local school was actually in two villages away it's called duke of kent and they were very much um pushing sport and that kind of thing um uh 
I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was academic at all, but I, I really enjoyed <laughs> my life. I was into running, cross country running, tennis, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Definitely skateboarding. Definitely, uh, it was definitely not very gnarly existence. You know, I had a bowl cut. It was 1987. I had long socks. <laughs> I had garters. Uh, all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I moved around a few different schools. I went to a local school, which was interesting. After going to like a private school, um, yeah. that was that was very interesting. There's a, the UK listeners will know a, a, a famous um, TV show in the 80s. It's called Grange Hill. And it's, it's just basically, you know, a school, a local school with a lot of naughty kids. And, uh, yeah, basically I, uh, I was sort of plonked there age 13. And it, it, so I had a kind of a, a, a situation where I had those early years. It wasn't, wasn't so good if I'm honest. And then I moved to another school when I was 14. And, and this is something I want to touch on actually. And it's, it's, it's nice that you have this time to talk because, yeah, yeah. you know, if we had a five minute interview, I wouldn't even dip into this because, there's no time, but as you've given me yeah. full right. No, we want the it details. Kind of, it kind of switches back into e skating, actually, funny enough. So it might sound like I'm going off piece, but I think everyone will be able to connect the dots. So basically, I was this kid that was like quite enthusiastic, good at sport, ran from my county, all that sort of stuff. But fundamentally, I, for whatever reason, I got picked on quite a lot. And I think that's when you move to a new school and you know you come in late you know particularly late 80s early 90s that whole culture of being bullied there was the awareness wasn't so much there it was very much get right. skin you'll grow out of it and all this kind of yeah. bullshit. and um what happened was i went to this particular school which is a town called leatherhead which is up the road and we have this thing in the uk called cc as well ccf is basically um on a on a once a week you have um sort of um you're either going to be in the ref or the army and you kind of put on the gear and you you know you, you you're working with rifles you're doing exercises out on the on, oh, wow. on the ground you know that kind of stuff so i was in the yeah, army yeah. had all the gear on the boots and a 14 you know how big kids kids can be when they're 14 oh, yeah. um and um so i was pretty quick so this game was called british bulldogs and you have 20 lads at one end of the pitch and the idea is you have one guy in the middle and he's just got to tackle one of the kids down, right? Um, and uh, I, I managed to stay right to the end. So anyway, right at the end, these four kids, and you'll remember this was a stage where I was getting bullied a lot. It was being taken by one of the kids who was, so kids, he was 18, so one of the senior boys. So he didn't yeah. give a shit what was going on. No. And, and yeah, four kids jumped to me and my leg went behind me and it snapped my femur in four places. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I, I oh. Yeah, it was like... No, it but went, still. It went off like a gunshot. I had a friend who was in the RAF who was like 300 meters away and he said he heard it. It was like a gunshot. So I was oh. like, we, we had uh, like ambulance, I was on gas and air and all this stuff. And uh, it was it was hectic. I was, I was, I was actually conscious, but it was, it was awful. And, Anyway, after that, I, I actually went, I was in hospital for three months and all this kind of stuff. So it was weird. So I got out of hospital, came back to school, and then I became, um, I, ironically, a lot more confident because I had that time in hospital, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and then I, I actually went to, a, sort of forward wine now to sort of 17, I went to a college and I just became myself, became sort of who I am now, really, just outgoing and up for a laugh. And, um, you know, I, I was, I wasn't having any of that anxiety because I wasn't getting picked on all that kind of stuff, you know? So, so I started moving into my own person, which was great. And then 
we there's a there's a company in the UK called Mark Warner. It's a bit like Club Med that you might be familiar with. You have mm, Club Med, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that kind of water yeah. sports thing. We went with a family to Italy in '92, and um, I was doing my A levels, which was you know 17, 18, that kind of thing. And um, after one week, we heard that the uh, the guy washing the plates, who was like 18, had got absolutely hammered in the local Italian town. And he got fired. He lost his job. So, uh, so I, so I, I, I said to my folks, I was only seventeen. I said, I wonder if I could maybe get a job and see if I could stay out here. You know, you can't really do these things nowadays. You know, no, yeah, it's difficult um, to do. Yeah, my mum was like, yeah, if you can get a job. So I had a chat with the manager, and I said, look, rather than fly someone out, what, what, do, you, what do you reckon? I'm pretty good at washing up. You know, I, I worked in my local pub when I was fourteen or something or thirteen. So he took a chance, and he anyway. Basically, I, I, I got that job and I stayed there for six weeks. I was working with all these like guys and girls in the early 20s. So the mum was in tears getting on the coach and I was standing next to the aerobics instructor smiling. So you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Been there. <laughs> it, it's kind of, it's right, I'll miss you. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a good it was a good sort of learning experience for me. But what it did, it introduced me to water sports and that kind of stuff. So I got into my water skiing, got my uh, boat license uh, the following summer and I started doing seasons and I did about four or five. And this was oh, early, yeah. yeah. This was early nineties. It was actually at the time uh, where I did my I did my first summer in ninety three, and then I think ninety four was when uh, wakeboarding really started um, sort of hitting the, the well, particularly in Orlando, was where where you know it's where the sort of um, the, the scene start started, and. Um, yeah, I got my. I started riding. The, the brand name was actually uh, Hyperlite, and it's called Scurper, so it's directional. Um, so it wasn't mm, twin mm-hmm. tips, and I just got going. I just really enjoyed riding it. We're, you know, we're in Greece, riding behind ferries and riding behind boats, and you know, we weren't oh, doing yeah. anything apart from just, you know, slashing the wake and yeah, you're basically carving, little, carving yeah, on the carving. on the wake, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was just so much fun, I and mean, we were just, just, we just couldn't believe it. We're going side on, and you know, we, we used to when the guests used to go back to Athens, we used to tie four lines on the back of this big Greek um, ferry. It had like 300 passengers, so it was just chugging along, but. You know, all wow. the guests were getting the camcorders out and thinking we were some sort of, you know, stuntmen. I mean, we were going like 19 miles an hour. Uh, right, so not, yeah. not, we weren't getting any airs or anything like that. But it was, it was, it was just a trip. It was a trip. It was, it was just a lot of fun. And and I think that sparked my kind of whole feel of getting side on and just cruising. Um, yeah. And then I, yeah, I really got into wakeboarding. I never at a pro level. I could do like a couple of inverts and a couple of spins and. And that sort of stuff, but I had some friends um, who were really good riders, and then and then sort of spinning through to sort of uh, you know mid twenties, um, I was working in sales in London, doing media sales, um, and when I was well and in good form, I was pretty good at that sort of closing on the fo- on the phone. It's kind of like Boiler Room. I don't know if you've seen that fo- film Boiler Room, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a guy you just you're essentially just closing deals on the phone. You know you're, yeah. you're asking the order you're saying do you, do you, you know do you, do you advertise in black or black or white or color or you know i had an alias name which was george foster uh wow. or charles gray it was just funny right. because you go in and you, you'd normally actually be pitching presidents in the states and they'd be on the golf course so you'd have to get through the secretaries on their mobiles and then you'd have to say look we've got this lead editorial oh times now you've got to fax that number right through now isn't it you know yeah. and we're standing on desks and high-fiving and it was like pretty mental, but it was a good time. It's like a movie. It sounds it like a movie. Really, it does it sound like a movie. It was kind of, apart from I wasn't making that much money, but it was, <laughs> it was 
it was a good it was a good experience and then I think it wasn't it wasn't I knew it wasn't me at all I was just like this is this is fun but I wasn't really like I could you know at the end of the day I was wearing a, a shirt and um and a tie and you know there are people I was wasn't really vibing so yeah. I thought right I've got to do something that I'm into and then what I did was um I really wanted to present because I'd, I'd messed around a little bit with um you know, just, you know, doing, doing little interviews and videos with friends. I I worked at MTV for about a year uh, in 92. Um, wow. Just just as a, I was actually like trainee floor manager. So I was just doing hey, the five, four, three, still two, like, one. that was the, that was like starting of the peak of MTV. I was so. going to say golden yeah. era. Just t- kind of casually yeah, toss well, that out. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, well, actually, I mean, to dropping a couple of names and there's a massive presenter Who's who's huge on in the UK uh, TV world? Uh, she's called Davina McCall, and she she was she worked on my floor. I was a couple of desks away from her, and um, I was I was working on this show called Enrico, and he was hilarious. I found a video. I've got to I've got to do something with it, and it's basically me when I'm 18 interviewing him in his dressing room. He's got like got red shoulder length hair. He's from Holland. He's like he's obviously got like 25 girlfriends in each city, uh, you know, right. and. I'm I'm just like sort of frothing, like asking questions. My sister's interviewing him in his mirror dressing room with sort of okay. doing close from Pam and as Pamela Anderson, and it was just really funny. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, I have to get that out. Something, but this is all going on at MTV, and then um, and then we did the sales thing I spoke about, but it still wasn't me. But I did want to get involved in TV of some sort, um, and wakeboarding was my passion. And I thought, well, not that I could get a job reading the news, but I didn't want to get a, just a job you know presenting to camera that wasn't right. really me so I, I knew wakeboarding was something I really uh, this was back in 2000 now we're talking so there was no right. terrestrial or there, was, there wasn't really much wakeboarding on tv because you know the, uh, as a sport it's really it's really um all, yeah. all the big money and all the all the riders were from from the east coast and from from orlando obviously from california as well but mainly orlando right right and and you know the thing was that it did, you could say wakeboarding but most people didn't know what it was and uh, so what i did is i i, I found this production company I, I basically changed jobs i was with a a different outfit in Wimbledon. It's called Cabell Publishing. So I left the other company, which is called Sterling, there in Paddington. And I went to this company and I said, look, can I just go commission only? And and he was like, well, look, you know, you obviously know what you're doing. So I told him where I came from and that's got like a reputation. Yeah. He said, if you can come in three days a week, I'll give you 15% on all deals, but I can't pay your wage. And I said, okay, let's go for it. And then I just went in and I, I just was in a good flow and I could manage to just get enough money in each week, just doing three days a week. Wow. And, uh, and then the other two days, I thought, right, I've just got to like really go for it on the presenting side. So I hit up a few production companies, one in particular called Image Wizard TV. And the guy that was running that guy as a friend of mine is called Russ Malkin. And he was specializing in like um, offshore powerboat shows, all sport based. Kind of high, oh, right, yeah, type stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And he he was probably early forties, really nice guy. And and I said, look, I mean, I I, I think I can present, and but like, this is my passion. And he said, well, show me a tape. So, um, I I brought a tape in, um, and then he was like, okay, cool, let's go to your lake and let's film one of the top riders. So that's at a a, a, a lake that's about half an hour from me. It's called the Keys. The website's uh, Q uh, Keys Q U A. Q-U-A-Y-S.co. 
Um, and um, it's a great lake uh, where I've been going 20 years. It's where a lot of the UK team train. And we went down, we filmed uh, a really well-known wakeboarder called Dan Knott, who still rides a lot now, but he's ridden at world level. And at the time he was 17. So we just got in the boat with a, like a sort of news camera because uh, Russ just had like the old school cameras. Yeah. It was just classic. Right. And he'd never seen yeah. anything like it. So he was just sitting by the engine and that Dan was just like, throwing these like massive off axis fives and sevens and like you know tantrum to blinds and like and so we got out of the boat and i was like russ i reckon this would be quite good on tv what do you reckon and he's like yeah 100 percent. yeah let's do it so, yeah like yeah so so the next thing is he's like well i can't pay you but i can pay you some sandwiches and your petrol money but you just need to get on the phone and get a sponsor i was like okay i'll roll my sleeves up okay so then we then I think well, I've got eight weeks to try and get a sponsor, and I knew it was um it happened to be the World Weightball Championships in Sun City. Um, just happened to be. Well, yeah, it was. It was like there was a three month lead. There was like a three or four month lead time, and so, yeah. so 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 we got hold of the federation, and we basically said to them, "Look, do you have global television in place? You know, this is a small niche sport, really. Like, well, right. the World Weightball Championships. They haven't like they didn't have those connections." So they said, no, we don't. So he said, well, we can provide you, you know, 40 broadcasters all over the world, you know, Sunshine Network, Sky, all over the world. All oh we need gosh. you to do is, is give us the sponsorship rights because obviously we could then pay for the filming and we can make a little bit. So anyway, I got to work and we managed to get, um, I managed to get Game Boy Advance um, as the title sponsor. So they paid like 10 oh grand, which is peanuts. Jeez. Yeah. And then I managed to get Mitsubishi, uh, they did, you know, they had a truck, the L200. Uh, I don't know if you know yeah. that truck. Yeah. Did, did Mr. Bushy much in America? I, don't, I can't remember. If you um, they were, they were big early, early nineties, uh, and early two yeah. thousands. And then they kind of petered off. Yeah. They're yeah. still around. They're just not as popular as they used right. to be. I mean, yeah, I feel I, like the moral of this story is if I need a sponsor, I'm calling Nick. Uh, yeah, apparently he just pulls out know. Game Boy and it's a you know, like, yeah. Before I had any mental health issues, which I'm very happy to dip into. So now I'm trying to keep my stress down, but I'm happy to help you guys out. <laughs> so, 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 like, I was, um, so we got, we, we, we made it happen. And uh, it was a small crew. It was just me, a really good friend, Louise Beckett, who's, who did the, who's, does actually a lot of presenting now in um, uh, motor racing. And at the mm -hmm. time, she was a PA, so it was just Russ, just the three of us. I managed to get um, – that's the other thing. It's funny. I've forgotten. That's the good thing about these podcasts. You remember things. Yeah, you start um, to recall. <laughs> yeah. I managed to get, like, 10 return tickets on British Airways because we kind of wow. pitched it. This is the UK team. You've got to fly these poor these poor athletes over there. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, well, absolutely. Who else, who else are we going to speak to? We want to speak to Ethiopian Airways, are we? So. <laughs> so, so we get like free flights basically that's it free flights we've got a title sponsor we've got a bumper brake sponsor and we get a local crew and do you know what we went over there with the uk team and we just had a riot i mean it was so like if, if you know if this was not a bbc production we were not having production meetings at seven in the morning right. we were right. we were we were getting back from the club at seven in the morning you know it yeah was, and then going and doing it the next day yeah we were on fire and you know we were just we were just having a really good time and what was great about it and i think again it parallels with e-skating there's just this community where you've just got everyone's you know obviously they these were pro riders but there were different levels and everyone's mm. just good. They just want to be like, you know, they want to have fun, but they, 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 there's no pretense. There's no attitude. 
you know, obviously you sometimes yeah. get the odd one, but generally, and I think I was drawn to the sport then. And on the back of that, I did a lot of shows. I probably did over about three or four years. I did about, I don't know, 15 shows or something like that. And it, it was great, great times. Um, and then, yeah, I, we, did, we, did, we did the European tour. We did the UK tour. Um, and I did a lot of commentary as well with a really good friend of mine called Matt Crowhurst. Um, and also Stuart, Stuart Mackey. He used to run the Keys, which is, which is my late. He's now in Orlando. He's married an American girl. He's got a kid. I, I then got an opportunity to kind of like step out of that. And there was a guy that I'd met when I did Seasons uh, who regrettably isn't with us anymore. And his name mm. was Mark Adams. And he set up a company called Pretty Fly. And Pretty Fly before that was called, they, they put an on-ground event in London and Battersea. In South Battersea, this was in 96. It was called Board X. So it was Europe's or the UK's first outdoor city-based snowboard show. So you would have 200 like uh, exhibitors, like a tented village. And then you have a kick-ass, massive artificial snow ramp. And you have all the yeah. big bands, Red Bull riders, spotlight DJs, you know, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, so it went up massive. And they did really well. And he hired me for that just to do the promotion. And then he set up Pretty Fly. And Pretty Fly was all about... Um, uh, the idea was it was before social, so it was DVDs, and the idea was to do a series of instructional um, action sport films. So starting with uh, Pretty Fly to skateboard, Pretty Fly to wakeboard, Pretty Fly to snowboard. Mm, um, and, okay. and we did all we did all three, and and, and uh, yeah, and Mark Mark, as I said, he he passed last year when he was young. You know, he's like late fifties, so that that's mm. awful. Uh, but yeah. I. I really credit him from from giving me an opportunity to do these things. And the thing, I think the film that I probably want to touch on now, which is relevant to e-skating, because obviously that's why we're here, really. I know you want to hear about me, but we want to kind of point towards e-skating because that's what right. the, yeah. the audience is. Yeah, absolutely. Is, yeah, so obviously at this stage, we're looking a year-wise, but 2004. So I hadn't, I didn't know e-skating existed at that point. So I, um, so Mark said, look, you know, I can, you know, just, pay you a modest wage we've got this big trip coming up we, we've got bands as a sponsor we're flying to california to huntington beach and we've got four band skaters so we've got um and by the way at this stage i didn't really skate much really i mean actually you know i had a little tic tac like 80s board as a kid but you gotta remember oh, yeah. I, live, I live in a oh, little yeah. village a village with a stream and like gravel and like there's not a there was certainly wasn't a skate scene when i was eight or nine around here i'm sure you <laughs> BMX on a, the old wheelie was about, or the, or the odd endo was about as extreme as it got. Um, right. And uh, so, um, yeah, I, um, I I was like, okay, great, let's go for it. And I, I was a similar age to these skaters. So when I got on the plane in London, I wasn't, and, and also because there was no social, I think that's relevant as well. I wasn't like I had these, these guys in my head. I wasn't like looking at my hand with a phone going, God, this guy's got a million. So, so the, the skaters were, the street skaters were Danny Wainwright, um, then we had um, Alex Mole. There are two street skaters. Alex Mole was out there. I mean, these are, these are like legendary skaters. Like, you oh, yeah. Yeah, then you got like ramp skaters. You had Pete King and Ali Kans. And so, so these dudes, they've all like got major personalities as well. And, um, and I remember, it's funny things you remember. I remember the iPod had just come out 
And I got on the plane with Danny and he's like, yeah, I've got a thousand songs on this. I was like, I couldn't work out what he was talking about. I was like, really? What? On that? (laughs) And and he had like five decks gaffered. And I just thought this guy is pretty cool. Like, I don't know. Because I'd I'd never hung out with pro skaters, you know. Right. Uh, Yeah. They're on a different level. (laughs) They're on a completely different level. And I was just like, I I wasn't like giving them the vibe like, oh, God, can you be my best friend? I was just being me because I think I was happy with myself at the time. I was just doing my own thing. You know, yeah. and so I was just giving them a bit of chat, and they're giving me a bit of chat, and you know, but 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 then we got cracking when we got there, and the, the, a mate of mine was the director. Um, it's a great film. We we will get it out actually, because no one's seen it really, because it did go on DVD, but that that distribution was flawed, and a lot of it was shot on film. Um, so my mate Robert Calloway, who uh, is in London, um, he's got, I think he's got the rights to it, but I'll get, I need to get it out because it's it's still now just great. Um, but it goes through the basics. So literally from your first Ollie all the way through to, you know, rock fakies or, you know, um, pop shove it's whatever it is. It just goes through ev- everything. And um, when we got out there, I remember just a few highlights. Like we, we got to the skate park in, um, I think it was just outside Huntington Beach. And these local American street kids were just like their jaws on the floor. Like, you Danny, oh my God, oh my God. This is before social, you know, this is yeah, through just like yeah. online stuff. And then, yeah, it was and then, just the, and, the regular viral marketing. Yeah, and then and then I hadn't seen skaters like skate properly. And then we we had, we had a cry had a Chrysler Airport like convertible, you know, which is fair enough. It's not over in America. It's not that flash. You do that over here. It's really flash, but you know, you can get like a good deal at the airport, can't you? Yeah. Uh, I, and uh, I've done it. The Mustang, the black Mustang, the classic English tourist. Yeah, I'll go for that. <laughs> yeah, we added ten dollars more, and you get. Uh, you got a, a G, well, we got a white GT or something the last time. Right. But anyway, but I just remember Danny was just, just like, right. But he was just doing just like, just these fat, like, super steezy, uh, frontside 180s over a Chrysler oh door. gosh. I was just like, I, I could not believe what I was seeing. Anyway, <laughs> so I was just putting up these banners up, and my role was a production assistant. So I was just whacking up the fans. We had, uh, what do we have? Gillette Extreme vans. Yeah. And then our main sponsors. So we just moved around. We were there for eight days. We were doing quite a lot of partying as well. But I was thinking about this early today. Um, but I I was this one particular night. And again, this is just like, I really like, I think it's fundamental in the kind of the steps towards getting on the board and stuff. Um, I, uh, yeah, by the way, I'm aware that I haven't touched these skates yet. I'm going to get Oh, there. no, it's cool. I'm I'm uh, loving this background. Are you? It's, okay. It's building oh. you as a character. And, and I, I, yeah, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of connections here in, in a few minutes to uh, to your legend as an e-skate, you know, I say godfather. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm just like, I'm just loving it because at the time I'm, I'm feeling good within myself. I haven't had any mental health episodes uh, really to speak of and I'm just on fire you know I'm I'm being pretty extrovert you know this is on the back of all the presenting you know we're going out to these American bars and I'm chatting up every girl I can see you know like we're having a bit of a lark in the English accent and then a bit of oh, a dance of off and then a bit of a swan dive by the cocktail bar so, so the skaters are like okay this guy's nuts we like him he can't skate but we like him he's part of our gang yeah He's a, he's a then, good guy. He, he he's can get a along. good guy. He's, he's, he says what it is. And then one night we get back and I, I, you know, I think we might've had a couple of beers and I said, Daniel, can I borrow your skateboard? I'm just going to give this a go. And he's like, yeah, cool. And I never forget. I was just in, um, it was like one of the, you know, those classic, um, uh, motels in the States where you have that raw iron beautifully done, you know, have the car pop the carport outside. Oh the room. yeah. Oh, yes. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. We should have those in the Surrey Hills. Bring them back. 
Oh, oh my yeah. god! Yeah. I can't breathe. Uh, and then you go, yeah, no, they're, they're lovely. So there was one of those, and then I. But actually, let's face it, America's spreading concrete, isn't it? Is it a no wonder Evolve sells more skateboards in North America than any other? Yeah, than anywhere else. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you've you, you got to spray concrete surface, which is helpful. Um. <laughs> uh, so so there I was. I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go for this. So I I put on like I think it was a mini disc. I think it was. And um, I had a mini disc. If you, anyone remembers those, oh and yeah, I, they were like yeah, and, and they were I, nice because they didn't skip like other other devices. Yeah, I think so. I quite like the I quite like the gadgetry of it. It's quite a nice like yeah. set. There's something satisfying about putting a VHS in or a yeah, and then clicking it down. One. Yeah, yeah. No, I like something my mini disc. Batmanish about it. I don't know, but I quite like it. <laughs> yeah. I was. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just like, okay, so, and I, and I thought, and I hadn't, so at this point, you've got to think, because there'll be a lot of people, I, I'd imagine, I don't now, which I'll tell you about in a minute, I don't listen to music now, it's actually because I've got tinnitus, but um, I I know a lot of these skaters do, and why not, because it fuels your feeling, doesn't it, you know, you, right. you put on a track, you, you want it for whatever reason, you just want to get out, sometimes you want to just listen to nature, sometimes, but I remember, I, I'm pretty sure the track, it, or the group was Feeder, and um, I'm just going to see if it is. I've got the, I've got it in front of me now, so I'm just playing it on my phone. Uh, yeah, it, it was um, it was. I think it's feeling a moment. It was it all all is just the way I'm feeling. But it was just kind of. I'm just going to kicking in now. It was like a euphoric feeling. It was one. Yeah. It was either just yeah. the way I'm feeling or feeling a moment. And and and, and okay, at this point, I could literally just. Because obviously I wakeboarded, I I could get going pretty quickly. But as we all know, it doesn't matter. Um, like surfing, it doesn't. You can't just switch and start surfing straight away. Right. You, it takes right. time. So so I I got going, but I just remember I was in a car park by myself, like behind um, uh, I think McDonald's or something, and 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 I just spent a good hour just doing circles, and I just had it blasting, and just that feeling, that momentum of moving forward feeling on my toes, feeling on my heels, listening to a track. It just gave me that freedom, that feeling that I'd never had before. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous, you know? And then, and then I remember coming back and Danny just smiling, looking at me because I was trying to come off a curb and failing and just landing yeah. on my ass. Um, and then the next morning he said, all right, we're going to get a coffee. So I just sort of, you know, just like, I suppose like the toddler, like the four-year-old in the back of the pack, you know, he was like sort of just doing these ollies over like sort of those, what are those things you have in the States on the pavements? You have water canisters or water things, the red oh, things. Oh, uh, the, the fire hydrants. Yeah, those things. We don't yeah. have them over here. And he was just doing like, he'll just slash a tail over it or just jump over it. <laughs> and, 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 and anyway, I just loved it. And I and I, I couldn't skate at all, but I loved it. So that's that, that's a relevant bit. And then I... I I won't go too much into the pretty fly stuff because it, you know we could be here for literally hours. But I then in two thousand and four I um I, I I we did a couple of other projects, a couple of other films, um and one of them was wakeboarding, which was in Orlando, which was brilliant. It was uh, with a lot of my friends. It was with um actually the Heaney brothers, Jules and Nick Heaney were were, were part of the crew. And we had Dan Knott, we had Stuart yeah. Mackey who was presenting it, and Matt came over and. Really good mate of mine, Ollie Hallows was a was a film guy. Um, um, and uh, we had the Fisher brothers. I probably forgotten someone, Pat. And, but wow. it was it was a great times because it was like the yeah. UK wakeboard squad over in America. Um, and I was kind of essentially producing it because I got the sponsors, which was Speedo mainly. They were our main sponsor for it. So like a forty grand film, 
Um, you know, and some some of the athletes were basically just doing it because it was good for them. Others we paid. Um, and it was a great, again, a, a really good film. Um, but when we got back, we tried to do an on-ground event uh, at uh, Docklands, which is basically uh, the biggest uh, exhibition hall. Uh, so, uh, XL, yeah, XL. And we uh, we were doing, basically the idea was to bring the film to life. So we were going to have the boat partner, which was Mastercraft, to come down, we got permission, and we were going to do it a bit like a sort of, you know, come down and ride and ha- and meet the pros, like a meet and greet. Oh, yeah. you, know? you know what I mean? It sounds great, doesn't yeah. it? But but what happened was I didn't get the support I needed, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, and I was running around. I'm I'm not a detail sort of guy. I'm not a, you know, don't give me an Excel spreadsheet. Don't give me too much. You know, I, I'm more about <laughs> yeah. like the, the deal, the idea, the passion, being crazy. The big right. picture. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I just I just get stuck on the small stuff, like microphones earlier. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so, no, so basically, I mean, I, and it's funny, I'm, I'm comfortable telling this now, and I know this is, I give you full permission to get this out. Um, uh, because of the reason I'm saying is cause I'm mo- moving now into mental health, which is, which is relevant because, you know, I think it's fair enough. Sometimes people don't want to, I mean, well, I wouldn't say I'm broadcasting because I, okay, you guys approached me, but I am acknowledging that this will go up. But the thing is, I think, I think that's cool because um you know it's not every, everyone's time to tell their story i think if if this, if this was 10 years ago i probably wouldn't be but i feel comfortable yeah. now and i think it's helpful and basically right. i had a massive crash i had a massive breakdown i couldn't function properly in the event i couldn't i was all foggy in my head i didn't know what's going on i was getting massive yeah. anxiety it was he- it was hideous so so basically yeah. the other guy that I portrayed, it was crippling it was awful i mean yeah and i the world of pain and I saw the dark and I was on different medication and he was like, you got depression, you got this, you got that, whatever. And um just reaching for a beer. And um and yeah, I I I, I just really um just was having an awful time. And I had a, it took about four months where I wasn't good at all. Um and I, I my girlfriend I was seeing at the time said to right, she's gonna go to Australia. So I said, look, you go ahead. I can't go because I'm, I'm not in a good place. And then um, I went with my mate Ollie to Antigua about three, four months later when I started feeling a bit better. And um, can you, sorry, can you hear me? I'll stop faffing. Oh, you're, you're totally fine. No, you're totally oh, really? fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, I, as a kind of a test run, I said, if I go to Antigua with you and that works, then, then I'll have the confidence to get on a plane and go to Australia because I, I had such yeah. a bad run. I, 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 I just thought, do you know what? I just want to just, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to, I don't want to. needed something to like refocus you and like put yeah, you back I, on a, on a track. Yeah. Absolutely shocked me. Like, I just didn't know what was going on. I was just like, this is just nuts. I, I, you know, so we had a really good time. We did some wakeboarding. He's one of my oldest mates. Um, we, 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 we just, we just had a riot. You know, we, we flew over on Virgin Atlantic. We got, we made friends with the stewardesses. We stayed at their hotel. We went wake skating the next day behind some crap boat. We just had a really good time. And, um, but when I got back, I was like, okay, cool. I think I'm better now. So I, I then, I, you know, like you can get these round the world tickets that are really like, uh, there was a company, I don't know if they exist anymore, they're called SDA Travel. So you can get like sort of, I don't know, like a round the world ticket, basically, you know, some London, Cape Town, Singapore, Sydney, Fiji, LA, back. And was know, it like, like a week, a week there, a week there, a week there kind of thing? Or was it whenever you wanted? It was a free one. It's literally like a freestyle wow. in terms of the date changing. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know if it's like wow. 
but that's what I did. So I did Cape Town, obviously where I'm from. So I went with some friends there. That was great. Then I went to uh, Thailand and I said to my friend, Ben Long, who's one of my oldest mates, I said, look, you sort out the itinerary. I'll tell you when I'm going to get there. So this time I'm about 31 or something like that. And um, he booked it and I went to Phuket. But we, we had this morning wakeboarding on glass. It was just just incredible. It's like you could barefoot, no problem. And we got back in and the dive school guys were just like, just looked terrified. And we were like, what, what, what the fuck's going on here? You know? Yeah. And they're like, there's been a huge wave, that huge tsunami. And on all the show, on all these like little like straw hut bars with the TVs oh, were on, yeah. there was just chaos. And this was just the other side. So my phone was going nuts because the tsunami had come in. This was 04. So I was like, oh wow. my God. But there was zero going on where we were. So, yeah, we, we we left the next day because I was going back to Australia. And I flew out of Phuket, and it was like you could see the devastation. It was just like you know he could have obviously have made our um, he even looked at our itinerary um, in um, in Phuket. Yeah, so but we were the other side in Kotal. So like that was a near miss, like massive near miss. You know, so that makes you think. Um, yeah, got to Australia. Got to Australia. Met met my girlfriend. That was all cool, pretty much. Um, I got a job with Vodafone. I was doing promotional work uh that we're doing a it's an experiential campaign it's when 3g came in so that's quite clever they they basically did a deal with a local bus company and they they wrapped it in vodafone then they put 30 handsets in the bus they connected all the handsets to 3g and then we basically guerrilla tactics all of the routes into town so my job was put on Foo Fighters, lean out, go, hey, morning. Oh, my gosh. Go? And they say, do you want to make free video calls? Video calls? What's that? I'll step inside. I'll show <laughs> And then you'd always get one that wouldn't get on. But no, I'm not getting your bus. I said, fine. Don't get on our bus then. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that was a riot. That, <laughs> and this worked? Like, this, yeah. That's like, that's like the OG it? viral marketing. Like. <laughs> Why wouldn't it work? You've got 30 miserable commuters who've done the same bus journey for the last five years, and you've got a bright red bus with nice-ish people saying, good morning, would you like to get on a bus and make free calls and video calls and have a bit of a laugh? Uh, you know, so 20 Yeah, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, Sign me up. <laughs> I'd be so suspicious, legal. but it sounds genius at the same time. Well, I didn't, yeah, you got to remember. Well, this, I this is before, not, though. This is before, like, all the stuff that's happened in the last 10 years, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I so that was a really good mate of mine, Gareth, uh, who's a really successful uh, stills photographer now. He was sort of learning his craft then. And a really good friend of mine, Claire, who's just adopted two lovely kids over here. So I made some really good friends. But I did that. And anyway, so then I, I, I went back to the UK. There's um, a festival. It's Europe's largest music, well, it was. It went for about 10 years. Europe's largest music uh, slash wake festival. And it's called Wake Stock. And I think you've got, you've got a Wake Stock in the US as well. Wow. Um, yeah. But uh, it's in a place called Abersock in Northern Wales. And it's a beautiful like fishing village right on the coast. Uh, they've got, an, a, I think it's Petheli Marina. Uh, they have this, they've got a tidal uh, marina. And they, they set up these fat like 100 foot rails, like old school, like, sort of mid nineties, like rickety rails, you know, and, uh, and, and massive kickers. So they basically have a day of like pro riding all divisions. Um, and then they have a kick ass, basically a race. So they get all the best DJs from Europe to come down. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Corona. Well, can't say that. Well, when Corona was good, there was a lot of Corona. 
if you're with me. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe, subtle maybe, reference maybe, there. Maybe cut that. Maybe cut that bit out. No, no, uh, no. I, I like it. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but I, I mean, you know what I mean. It was basically a massive piss. It was a massive party. But I, I, I was in contact with the guys doing the filming, and they, they were like, okay, cool. You know, do you want to? I'm coming over. So do you want to present it? Because I, I did the O3 one. So I was like, yeah, great. And you know, these sort of this sport, by the way, you know, it's not it's not big brands and big con. Well, there were big brands, but it's not like you're getting a big fee as a presenter. It's kind of like, you know, whatever. You have a good time. You get, they look after you, and you, you, you know. But I, that's the way it goes, and it, and it was great, and I, and I, and I'm, you know, grateful for those times, really, you know. But anyway, back. So I went back to the UK for that. So that that was good, and then and then I, I think. Um, yeah, I went back. So now I'm going to hit Eastgate. So flew back to, to Sydney via LA and I had two days uh, stopover. Um, and I stayed in Youth Mobs. So I thought I might as well just check it out, Venice Beach. Like, although I'd obviously been before with the Pretty Fly thing, so I knew roughly where to go. And I just got a, um, a, a bed for two nights in a hostel in Santa Monica. So I had my, my, uh, just my pushboard. I think I had like a Jeff, Jeff Kendall, Santa Cruz, something like that. So I was just very happy. Oh, yeah. With the plastic rails on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't think mine did, but I wish I, yeah, I should get some. <laughs> and um, yeah, and the, I had a friend uh, lived in Marina Duray. I, I was more than happy to spend, you know. Anyway, I was just at this bar this one time. I was having a beer by myself. I think I was just, I didn't have a phone. I was just looking out to see. And then this guy comes past at about 25 miles an hour, straight past me. I mean, I, I reckon he's probably early 30s or maybe mid, mid, mid to late 30s. I'll change that, yeah. And he is flying and he's carving and he is moving like straight past me. And I literally, it was like an electric shock. I put my beer down and I just ran after him. It was like a reaction. There was, there was just right. no... There now, was... <laughs> real quick, what year was this? Well, I think it was 04. I think it was the back of 04. Oh, my goodness. Wow. This dude is out here somewhere in his, like, oh, you know, you near 60s me, now. You me, you, I've never forgotten this guy's name, and this is no joke. So I'm like, I, I run after him, and, and, and I, I said, bro, bro, whoa, whoa, slow down. He's like, what? And he's got his shirt off. He's ripped. He's probably from, well, he's from there. He's just, like, a very cool guy. Not a dick, but, like, cool. He's like, yo, mm-hmm. yo, what's up? And I went, I'm, like, shaking my head. I'm going, what, what what is this <laughs> he's just like like on the board so he's already six foot right but he's on the board so he's like yeah. six four now he's like wow. bro it's an, bro it's an electric longboard bro <laughs> i was like an electric longboard bro I was like, okay, <laughs> oh, and, and I'm, like, I'm like i'm like oh my god i was like, going well c- 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 can i have a go please sure (laughs) and this is basically the ball was a dewey weber e-glide it was tethered so you know this is they're still knocking boards out now and they're still tethered as you probably know but um whatever um still go as far still get the same feel i mean you know can you break it down and say whatever but still 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 get that feel and um and i just got on it and i just yeah i I just just went off (laughs) i think i had a good five minutes and I, and I was just like, oh, my God, where, you know, got the details. And he said, well, the workshop's here. So I called them up. I had about a day left. And I didn't, I didn't have a lot of money, uh, uh, or, you know, available. But I, I think it was about $400. And I thought, I, I, I have to fly back to Sydney with this. I cannot get on that no, plane. Yeah. I, 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 would, I wouldn't be able to live myself. I mean, 
Imagine going for a coffee two days later in Sydney with, without that board. It would, yeah. I mean, that's a recipe for a me- mental breakdown, I'd imagine. Um, you know, because it's not like I could get to Sydney and get one off Amazon. It doesn't really work like right. that. Right. It didn't work like, like Yeah, not then. This guy, these guys. So, so I, I call up this guy called David Laurie, who I still think is probably the MD, but it's funny you don't forget these names. Oh, I have to rewind. The guy's name is Bill Cockride. I'm not joking this. Uh, on my wait, life. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. I'm going to type it in the comments here. You tell yeah. me if you, I'm getting this right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, no, you got it. It's quite easy. It's quite easy to, to not. To, it's quite hard not to get this right. Is, like, is that right? Is the, the typing? No, no, no. That's correct. On my life, his first name is Bill, which is probably William, right? The second yeah. name, right, is one word, but let's start with cock, yeah? And then let's move to glide. So it's Bill. <laughs> now, I'm dead over here. I don't believe it. <laughs> right. You can say you don't believe it. And and also, there's a caveat oh here. He could have been having a laugh at my expense. But I don't think he was. I think that was his name. Oh my I got to look this guy up. No, don't. <laughs> Trust okay. me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if the laugh was on me, I don't mind. It's been fun for the last 20 years or whatever it's been. It feels oh, my like gosh. Uh, yeah, he was a nice guy. I like him. If his name's Robert Jones, I don't care. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it while it lasted. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, oh so anyway, so, so I, I'm calling from the youth hostel, this guy, Davis. Hey, hey, man, I understand you make electric skateboards. Yeah, man, you can come down the work. I can't do it in America. Man. Yeah, we, we're open, you know, nine to five. You can come around. We, we've got the workshop, you know, I'm come around tomorrow at 10. Cool. So I get it. I think I get a taxi there. Get to this. Basically, it's a house. It's a normal house, like a four bed house on a street. So I think, well, I've come to the wrong place here, you know. And I knock on the door. I said, hi, I'm looking for David, you know, Eaglide. Yeah, you, you, you're here. Oh, okay, cool. Can I, can I see what's going on? Can I buy a board? So he takes me into the workshop. It's a double garage, maybe a triple. It's a big garage. Wow. Uh, let's not split hairs over two or three. And um, there's four guys or three or four guys, a little assembly line. And their hand, you know, putting these boards together. You know, got a deck about it. And they're just they're doing everything by hand. Uh, and I was like, wow, okay, cool. I'm going to, I want to get one. So I gave him the money and I, it was all boxed up. And I think I was flying that evening. So it wasn't a case of me like ripping it out of the box, charging it up and going down Venice to Marina del Rey or anything like that, because I needed to get on the plane. I didn't want to faff around, you know, you know what I'm saying? So he said, I'll give you a lift, but I can only take you to the Walmart. I was like, okay, well, anything was a bonus. So he takes me to the Walmart and then I find this trolley and I've got about two miles to the beach to my youth hostel. So I basically go yeah. to take this trolley and I, and I get to the airport. And, you know, back then it wasn't like I just put in the hold, you know, if I'm honest, you know, shoot me. But right. I, yeah, I, did, I didn't volunteer. I didn't say it's got batteries. I don't know. I just put it in. I just sort of, I was well, too excited. I mean, that wasn't even a thing that people worried about back then. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really ask the question. It certainly wasn't uh, in the cabin. It was uh, definitely in the hold. And, uh, yeah, I, I got to Sydney and then my girlfriend picked me up. And then I think, yeah, I just remember the next morning and I, the excitement was just off the scale. You know, it, part of it was like, please work. Because, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Like, if, I, if I go like to turn that thing on, that red light doesn't come on. It's, it's possibly going to destroy my 
well, you know, certainly the yeah. day, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there goes four hundred dollars, and there goes all that mental health, you know, that you were hoping Whoa. for. That serotonin and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, so anyway, the ball's working, and suddenly I am now in Bondi Beach, age thirty-one, riding. The next day, one minute I'm in bloody Marina del Rey, Santa Monica. Next, I'm in Bondi Beach, and I'm I'm there listening. Now I'm listening to sort of like best of you learn to fly Foo Fighters. It's that kind oh, of vibe, yeah. and yeah. I am banging that out, and I'm I'm in my own world. I I, I put my hands up. I'm in my own world. I'm going up and down people like are kind of it's funny because some people like you get now some people are like hey that's awesome others are snarling what's that you should be yeah. running that or whatever yeah um, oh, yeah the, the interesting the acid test for me in terms of is this a viable business you know i was not going to be standing by the skate park with a clipboard asking the youngsters what they think of you know electric transport <laughs> all i needed to see was when they were like give me the sh- Shaka sign, or just they're like, that is the sickest thing I've seen in my whole life. I think the market yeah. research is done at that point after one minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, you, you've solved it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just move on, make the board, sell the, you know, sell the boards, and, and then sell the business, and then just go somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Um. And uh, so it sounds like this is just crazy. And then yeah, we just um, I I I got into this pattern, which was basically I just wanted to show people, you know, because the thing like you guys, I think. I, my friends would say this, I'm quite a kind person. I like making people happy. You know, I'm yeah. not a saint, but like it's such an easy thing. So if there's a girl, let's say there's enough of them on my channel, which hasn't, um, which I haven't actually really pushed, but there's a lot of archive stuff there where let's say there's a 30 year old girl and, you know, okay, I'll choose that example. Why not? But she, you know, she, she's like, Hey, and I go, Hey, and then I go, Oh, what are you? And she goes, Oh, I know. I don't know. You into longboarding or not. It doesn't really matter. Say, Hey, do you want to go? Most people are like, yeah, okay, cool. Don't worry. Go slowly, yeah. bend your knees, look up. Don't worry. I've got the yeah. power, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And the next thing is they go, oh, thanks. I really enjoyed that. Like, okay. That took one and a half minutes out of my day. I don't really care. It, it, you know, it's just, it's just nice. You, we've all been there and it's just, and, and I just, I just really enjoyed it. And then, you know, I think like my perhaps uh, you know other people aren't so uh, like they're kind of more like dismissive, like whatever. Anyway, so I was getting really into this, and then weeks went by, and I fairly early on just thought I've got it, I've got it. This is you know, this is this is this is you know happening. Um, I've got to get onto this, and I skate electric just came into my head. For all, I mean, let's face it, it's pretty obvious, but I liked it yeah. because. It says what it is. And also, I've always thought those two words are always going to be valuable. You know, skate is skate. <laughs> electric is electric. Yep. I'm going for it. Yep. And you got other mates who are sort of brand experts who go, well, you shouldn't have two words together, you know. I said, what about Coca-Cola or British Airways? And then they, then they shut up. Uh, but, you know, like, you, the thing is you start asking people and then I, I've, I've decided now just don't ask. Just do it. Just just do it. Don't, don't ask. Because yeah. everyone's opinion. I've done this recently with logos. You know, someone will go, that is banging. The other person will like, no, that's right off. Well, and you already did the market research, so you already know it works, oh, you know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the, so basically, Australia was, um, I had a friend in uh, in London who had a new business called Surf Dome, which was basically selling uh, skate and surf brands. Uh, they actually yeah. got up, to, I think, even more than 700 brands, and they've sold half the business to Billabong. It's a, it's a real startup back then, wow. built it. A guy called Justin Stones, a friend of mine, he's done really well worked really hard but we were in talks and i said look this is all kicking off mate we've got to do something about this because i'm coming back to the uk soon so he said right i'm all over it <clears throat> so so we found out um i wanted to get a wireless board um i mean lots of good stuff happened in australia like in terms of 
it was it was a really good place for me to kind of see how it is in the sort of field if you like i went to that i i had a random encounter where i I, I, I knew the Gravity Games was happening in Perth. I had a friend oh, there. Yeah. I, I found enough money. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go there. I've got a video of it. It's quite funny. It's quite sweet actually. Think about it. A terrible first logo. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, there you go. Um, and I, yeah, put a t-shirt on and I rocked up and I was whizzing up and down. Obviously, back in those days, no helmet. Didn't even think about that in those days. And, um, you know, just speaking to people and getting a bit of video content. And, and, and I think I might have sold, I don't know, one or two boards. Um, and I got in the paper and all kind of stuff. But then, then I thought, right, I've got to go wireless. So on the way back to the UK, I actually had a meeting with Xscape. And I think his name was David. It was David. <clears throat> and because they, as we know, um, Xscape was, was, I think, the first electric skateboard brand to exist. that came, came in San Francisco in 1996. It was on the back of Louis louis finkel's uh original uh invention if i'm right i'm yeah. sure you guys can correct me but i thought right they've got the wireless patent they've got the technology that's the way it's at so i had a conversation with him and looked at them he's a really nice guy and went on an off-road board at his place but actually we did the numbers and it wasn't really gonna stack up so we, we went to an oem we got we bought 300 boards in i say we that was me and my friend justin right. i was quite keen to get some kids boards i thought it was a great opportunity for kids on a lower powered smaller deck um you know uh, for obvious reasons uh you know move over scooter here comes the skateboard um yeah. and uh you know if i have ch i don't have children i've got gold kids but if i ever did have children uh it would be limited time on the scooter you know perhaps you know when right. two um uh or three um but then yeah i just um was in a oh do you know what? I've lost my train of thought. Can you jump in, lads? Well, sure. I mean, we talked about your eSkate journey, uh, your first commute on eSkate. You were talking about how you first got into eSkate. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back up to speed. Sorry. Yeah. So basically, we brought the boards in, and we brought 300 in. But the thing was, and this is what you guys and 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 some of your audience may find quite hysterical or or whatever. But we were buying. Um, what we found is the boards was the 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 uh the quality was not there the QCing was not being done and we ha i had instances no joke i could open i'd open i remember one time opening a box of a 600 watt lead acid board oem board i turned on the pc board and the thing leapt out the box it went out like in gtr mode i'm not not lying i pressed the button and it just fucked off. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it oh my like god! Like, Egon. Like, yeah, yeah. A, a couple of, a, was that keep going? Yeah, uh, keep going. Yeah, a, yeah. A couple of other, yeah, a couple caught fire. Yeah, and then the other one, which is pretty terrifying, the actual battery box, which had four automobile lead acid batteries in. These things weigh twenty five k's. The whole board. You know, Good so God. the batteries are probably 15 K. Wow. The battery box was like something that you would like, you know, I don't know, like a 16 year old might make in some kind of design class at school, you know, like one of those boxes that oh, could yeah. break crazy. But at the front yeah. of it were two pins and the pins were a bit like the sort of thing you have around your, 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 uh, your keys, that kind of ring. 
you like. So there's a pin that we're <laughs> Yeah, in. so they're just being held down by these little rings, okay. Yeah, and then there's this other thing, again, that looks like it's been made by, you know, someone that's just learning their skill. So, you know, when you're going like 22 miles an hour, because these boards, although they're belt-driven, although their battery technology was right there, so the, the infancy, the top speed was similar, you know. It's still right. like 21, 22, 23. So you're going over that speed and you're hitting a mini pothole and then and then and then then the battery box falls off and you've got a battery <laughs> that basically hits the back truck. That happened to me. That's not fun. Oh my gosh. That sounds no, that, less than ideal. That, that's it. But then we 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 did, you know, we I I then um, met up with um around that time I met up with a really good mate of mine, Phil Dunn who runs a very successful independent uh, production company in London. And he's based in Brixton. It's called Authentive, um, Authentive Productions. Um, and he's a longboarder. And I told him what I wanted to do. And, and I said, look, I'm a bit all over the shop. I just want to do something fun. And I want, to, I want to get over the whole message of being able to get to, you know, the office. Because I said, look, these boards have got five, six mile range. So why don't we just go from Notting Hill, which is a pretty standout place, from the electric theater, you know, why not? With a bit of electric, and then and then and then and then end up at Westminster, and kind of just we didn't really have much of a plot. We just thought we'd go with it and just add yeah, it. Just go for it. Yeah, exactly. So he had a he had a PD one fifty Sony handheld in his front hand. You know, he'd never really been on an electric board before, and we pretty much did it in one take. I mean, a couple of shots like the passing shot of the bus stop, um, but we were pretty much straight there. Um, and you know, there there are stuff I what a flag up by the way which is like we did that then you know and it was based on the moment the feeling the passion you know but i would never advocate doing that like i've got a real issue with anyone that rides like that on a public road yeah because at the end of the day uh you know you know okay i'm a bit older but if you own an electric skateboard, you are a global ambassador for electric electric skateboarding, in my view. Oh, and for you've sure. Got a, you've got a responsibility. And unfortunately, the bigger the scene gets, you're going to get more incidents. You're going to get more idiots. You're going to get more idiots. You can't, you can't, yeah. you can't contain it, you know. Yeah, it's and, the law of averages. Yeah. Exactly. It's like snowboarding in the 90s. You know, you're going to get some guys who's like, I've got a new board. I don't care. And and we all know that, like, obviously, I ride Evolvers, I'm sure you know. Um uh, you know, to, for for a, for a guy, for a grown man or or grown woman to 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 ride flat out in GTR in a straight line, you don't really need to be that talented to do it. You know what I mean? You just need to spend a bit of time, not long, to bend your knees, go in a straight line, and floor it. So right. so that's the issue for me. It's like people know that they put a helmet on or or not, and, and they get right. Well, I'm a rock star now. I'm just going to race it down there. And it's like, well, that's not cool because it's not good for anyone. And 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 I and I and I'd also so obviously my early videos I'm not wearing a helmet, and that was part not because I didn't want to wear one. It's just I just wasn't really thinking about it, and it wasn't really a, yeah. a thing. But like you know, obviously I was. I'm really grateful I was in that commute film. But like yeah, if I see an e-skater not wearing a helmet, I, I in a nice way I just have a little chat because I want that person to live. You know, he right? Could, yeah, they, you want them to skate for years and years to come. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, I don't care. Like they they can look at me in the face and slate me, whatever. I don't care. I say, well, it's up to you, but like, you know, we all know people have died doing, you know, e-skating, yeah. and 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 I don't want to see anyone die. So, like, just wear a helmet, even if you're just going down to the shops to get, because that's when you're probably more likely to do yourself in when you're just going to get one beer, definitely. Or just go yep. get, you know, yeah. you're just a bit loose. So you just got to wear a helmet. And I think while we're touching on the helmets as well, another thing I've got, which I'll probably lose some friends over this, but again, I don't really care because it's my truth. 
I think the whole thing with what we're doing, although that e-skating has been around, you know, literally, you know, well, if we're going to go through, we're going to rewind the clock to 96, uh, you know, it's, we can, I, we can say e-skating has been going for 27 years, but obviously when I, when I started e-skating, there wasn't a scene. And, and I still think, although it's been going, uh, you know, and picking up, I feel right now it was like the new kids on the block, you know, there's still an awful lot of people that don't know anything about e-skating and I, I'm all for group rides and all the rest of it. And I'm all for helmet protection. But if you're wearing a full face helmet, which is fair enough, if that's your thing, if you're cruising in a pack, do me a favor. If you're going to stop and you're going to interact with people, just lift your goggles up or, or, pull, oh, your, yeah. pull, or pull the chin guard down. Like I just yeah. got a massive problem with four grown guys coming down with massive graphics over their heads. And they're, they're kind of like swanking their way down. If you if you got that person, that human that doesn't know anything about it, it's intimidating and it's not cool. So whenever I'm whenever I'm out with any of my students with Eastgate School, I was like, you've got to slow right down. You've got to get off the board. You've got to say good afternoon, whatever. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna not everyone's gonna like what we do, and and the only mm -hmm. chance we've got is just to be like, hey, how's it going? Isn't this great? It's good for your mental health. There's no fumes in the sky, and it's silent. What's there not to like? You know, yeah. and, I, and I think, I, I just think this kind of rock star, I know the GTRs, I know the Callies, I know the Lacroix, they all look, they all look, you know, immense, sick, whatever. But I think you just got to also be like, just quite like gentle with it as well. Yeah. If, if you start, if you start being too like, like the man, it's just not, it's just not the right vibe. Yeah. It's not I good PR you, for yeah. the, for the, it's the not sport. The global the ambassador. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like you like you were saying earlier, we're we're all global ambassadors for eSkate. It doesn't matter what brand you ride or uh you know what your favorite board is or however you want to wear your pads. We all represent eSkate. So 100%. just 100%. Putting that visor up, pulling your goggles off, yeah. even if you just give them a head nod and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" you know? Completely. That's, that's Com I mean, that's how we ride. I mean, obviously Terminal X hides his face for his content because he wants to have a personal life and all that jazz. But at the same time, every time we're riding in a group and it's just he and I or us and the rest of our local group, we pretty much always ride with our visors up unless we're, you know, making content or, Correct. or yeah, whatever I'm, I'm reason, to, you know, I'm glad to hear that. And I think the other thing is as well, it's just like speed and space. So like, you know, I think um, if, yeah, if you're going to go like in full, like, I use GTR because that's obviously the modes that I know. Um, right. But yeah, if you're on the top mode, a turbo, GTR, whatever, you can't do that like a meter away from someone. I know you're riding. You might be able to do it. You, you know you're riding capable. You're capable to, to do that. You feel safe. You probably are. But you've got to think about that reaction, that person. If you're scaring someone, yeah. it's just obvious. It's just basics, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah you touched on a good point. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's, 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 it's really, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Um, yeah, so I'll just, sorry, I'll just, just continue, um, where, 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 where I left off. Um, so we did the commute film and it was just a lot of fun, you know, and Phil's great to work with because he's a friend as well. And, and obviously pre COVID, it was actually, po what was it? It was, just, it was quite funny in a way, not funny for him, but it was post 9 11. So when we got to Westminster, I had a chat with the police and over the years, I've, I've, I've never got, you know, had my board seized. I've never been um, nicked in, in London. I've had conversations. Normally, where can you get one? Or oh, that's really cool. And again, it comes the same way, doesn't it? If you're running, if you're riding 
uh, in a cycle lane or if you're riding uh, on the road, if you're going to start slashing the tail out and drifting, well, yeah. you know, that you're just asking to get nicked. So, so I would try and save that for somewhere else. Um, but then, uh, yeah, I shook the policeman's hand. He's really cool. And then uh, that was outside. That was number 10, by the way. When I did the handshake, that's where the prime minister lives. That's why there's security out there. I guess I'm not going to that. Whoops. Yeah. So, so then, then I finish it off at Houses of Parliament, where all the where the Prime Minister uh, goes for question time, all that sort of stuff. So then I'm there, and I put the deep voice on, and I say, oh, I'm here for a meeting with David Cameron. So he was a Prime Minister at the time. But you got to remember, I'm I've got an old school OAM remote in my hand. It's like an L-shaped clear. Looks like looks like a taser gun, essentially. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, so these guys, you know, they're risk assessing me by the second, you know, like this guy's a nuts, B he's got a plastic gun in his hand. There's another like filming it, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's quite a few elements of that video that I don't think you could do now, you know, and I, I certainly wouldn't repeat either, you know, I wouldn't be doing stunt style, but I, the, I, the reason why I haven't pulled it off and cut it out, which I think I probably have thought about, uh, maybe it's just like, well, actually that was then I'm not advocating that. Um, and you know, the, the rides that I've done since the other commute films, like the 2.0, you know, that that's more, uh, having a bit of fun, but I'm doing straight lines and I'm not going in between buses. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I just think things, things have changed, but I'm definitely a massive, uh, safety, uh, safety, a uh, advocate, Ad advocate. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. same, like, um, I've been working recently with, um, or talking to skateboard GB um because um you know obviously their remit is to get as many kids skateboarding as possible and i see right. a real link i see a real link with with um getting youngsters having a, a 60 minute or whatever time on an electric board just to get that uh confidence going and i think over the years i'm sure maybe you guys have had this uh, there is a bit of a battle with some purists like i'm i'm a massive lover of push skateboarding and surfing and snowboarding um, and I understand that whole feel of doing it yourself and not having a motor assisting you. But the way that I, the way that I actually take that down when I, when I, uh, many times I have had a skate saying, look, bro, I don't want to go on a mountain. I want to push you. What are you doing? You know, it's like, okay, yeah. fair enough. But the way that I handle that, I say, look, it depends on your mood or your mission. Like, it, for example, if you want to go and get a pint of milk and it's two miles and you're a bit tired, you've got an option. You can either get in the car. Or you can get on an electric board and just cruise and chill and carve and get your milk come back. Now there might be another time you might be another time you wake up and think, Do you know what, I need some I need a push, I need to really get that out. And, and there are times that I don't want to be on a, on an e-skate. Definitely. I just want to push. But that's up to you. It doesn't mean you don't use it. I I, 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 I does that kind of make sense, guys? Yeah, I mean oh, yeah. I'm I'm tracking with you. But I so I feel like it depends for me. It depends on what I'm buying. If it's a small, quick item, yeah, I'm grabbing the board and I'm riding down to our yeah. local market here. Down, I live yeah. downtown. If it's like I need to go full on grocery shopping, then yeah, no, I got to bring my car. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I get that. But, but, but I think it's but going back to the kids' angle. Um, they, they, they have a whole thing, um, in their coaching program, and it's and it's called um skateboard etiquette. Uh, and, and I think, you know, with, with the school, um, I mean, I think what I'll do now is I'll just sort of leap over to the sort of um, sort of later, later down the road, if you like, because yeah, you know, absolutely. With, with, with those two years with Skate Selector at that point, I was really passionate about it. I got a lot of um, I guess I used my sort of presenting experience and my selling experience to get on. I, there's a footballer called Ian Wright that's, that's pretty famous 
um, who played for Arsenal for years. Um, he bought like nine boards off me and um, uh, yeah, we were on the Gadget Show, which was cool, and Christian O'Connell for Virgin Radio. So, anyway, we built up this. I mean, a lot of that's in that movement video I sent over to you guys. And, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it was it was great. But the, the thing was, we had all the PR, we had all the excitement, but fundamentally, the boards were not up to standard for the job. They would break yeah. after two weeks. Like there'd be motor issues, PCB issues, there'd be battery issues, and. You know, I did fly to China. Um, I, I went over because I, I, I still believed in it and I was running out of cash. Um, and the my contact um, for um, my boards was a guy that actually yeah. um, lived in Texas. His name's Wesley Chang. He started working actually for Xgate in 2002. Um, wait, wait, yeah, wait. Did yeah. you just say Wesley Chang? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang yeah, on, yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on. I keep talking, but I'm pretty sure I met that guy. There you go. You probably have crazy okay. story. Hang on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's still involved in some way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's, 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 no. He's so I can tell you. I can tell you. But you go. Oh yeah. So I met Wesley in L.A. when he flew in with the. Uh, his name's Zhuang. He's the owner and founder of a company called Raw Day, which I used to work for. And then uh, Wesley was like the main translator negotiator with me and cuban when we started working with them out in la this was almost two years ago now um and yeah a super cool guy um i i didn't realize he was into eastgate that much i thought he was just more into the business side of of things um in terms of like china yeah i mean i i i'm not sure but he yeah he was kind of um uh, it was at a point where I was going, look, I, I got to do something else because this is not working for me. Like, you know, yeah. where, where are we at? And, and, and then I made a decision to fly out. And I, I, I have thought for many years that was probably a bad idea. So I had a 10-day trip and essentially to fly out to see some boards. You could say, well, why don't you send them over to London? You know, why right. do you need to go over there? But I don't know. I was in the moment and I, and I did. And I got some footage, which I think will be useful once I get around to editing it. But um it basically, um, he, the, we with the town that I visited is was uh, Yongkang uh, and Wuxi. Uh, it's in uh, Zhejiang province town, uh, next to uh, Jin uh, Jinhu. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. that's where that's where Vols located. That's where that yep. factory. Is. So that definitely yeah. makes sense because Raul Day's main factory, at least up until a couple of years ago, was based in Wuxi. So that definitely adds up. Yeah, cool, exactly. So back then, there were like literally three Eastgate uh, brands back then, but now now there's about thirty. Um, so so that so yeah, so that's kind of how it's moved on. So we we were using the like the automobile battery, and then we then we switched to lithium ions, which is what I was testing. Uh, but now uh, people, I mean, you, all all you guys are now using all the DIYs are using polymer phosphate ions. Is that right? Or, um, or, I don't know. I mean, I I'm think, not so I think some people are still using lithium, but yeah, they're starting to transition. Yeah, I don't know, but 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 the the, the point was we um, that yeah they were they they were the first to adopt the the, the brushless and and the hub motor. But he was he was a really good contact for for me, um, and um, yeah, we, we 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 I tested some of these boards and they, they were much lighter and they had better range. Um, but it was it's not like you know it, there were so many elements to this business. I I think if I'm really honest, it, it, for me for Nick, it was it was just too much. Like a I was too I feel like I was too early in this whole thing. Like there was no scene, there was no p there was no e mobility scene. You know, yeah. uh, the the the. the, the <laughs> 
I, I felt like I was a lot ahead of the curve in terms of my in-point. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of got to the point where, I, like, right, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm burning through some money I, I don't really have. I, uh, I, I did well through sales when I was 25. I bought a flat. I made a little bit of money on that, but I was leaning on that to make this work. Right. Once I'd gone through that money, which was done in about 18 months, two years, I was like, right, I, I got to leave this. So I jumped out of it and got into PT, like personal training. Outdoor, yeah. Outdoor, yeah, and I did that from 2007. And I, 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 was, I enjoyed it and I was a bit gutted because I suppose I had that dream of Skate Electric becoming this global kind of uh, movement. That was the, That's what we tagged the videos, you know, Skate Electric, the movement, you know, because yeah. we had all this like fire and energy and everyone was like, yeah, why not? It all makes sense. So I could really see it then, but it didn't happen. So I was like, shit well that's fucked <laughs> and, and, and I, was, I was bummed out massively because like you know I, I i really believed in it and um and of course as well living in a little village in england you know i didn't really have that much support i had a lot of people that were like just thought you you yeah. know who's that, who's well, that i mean yeah you had you had contacts kind of all over the place i mean you, you were i honestly you were probably one one small fragment away from being the catalyst that started the movement i mean i i don't know what that defining moment was for electric skateboarding but it sounds like you you were building up to that 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 moment I was where like, you guys basically would, the way that would i explode felt, yeah the way that i felt i was banging this drum i was going come on we gotta do it i was in the paper i got in right i was on gadget I was just, yeah i was like yeah 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 cool but it wasn't like I had a business mentor that perhaps had that little bit made maybe a bit older, had a bit more funding, had a bit more like while right. it stepped back. You know what I mean? Like I need, I think, I'm not saying that I, you know, was, uh, I, I, essentially it was me. I didn't have a team. It was just me. And um, yeah. and I was racing around and yeah, the videos were fun, but you couldn't even share the videos back then because it was just like on a bloody website that never, no one ever went to. Wasn't like well, yeah, even or... YouTube barely even existed then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but YouTube hadn't even existed because YouTube came in at 2005, I think, or 2006. Right. So I'd nowhere to post it. Yeah, 2005. Anything. Yeah. So like, so, it, so yeah, the, it didn't all, even all, exist. All, exactly. So all the videos that I was recording, like on my Sony Cybershot, which was basically what I shot on, and cutting on iMovie, was yeah. just on my hard drive, and I used to bank them on YouTube. It was like a media pool. It wasn't like. I had no desire or no like understanding of that this to get subscribers. I think I've got 170 right. subscribers, but that that's not because I that's just because it's happened. You know, I haven't I haven't done anything. Like it's right. funny actually. This will make you laugh. Phil, yesterday, um, I chucked up the um, uh, the, the the commute 1.0, and and obviously Phil shot it and edited it, and um, and he's now doing really well. He's actually. Um, uh, won a lot of awards around the world uh, for a short film called About Me, and um, he's now get, uh, uh, getting uh, uh, funding for a, for a feature film, I believe, through uh, at Cannes. So he's he's really stepped up his game. But anyway, he got back to me because we we're in contact quite a lot, and he said, "Mate, I couldn't believe that video's got 100k. Uh, I think it's got 103k or something over the years." And he said, "You really need to put some links on it, Nick. Like, because I don't think I've got any like forwarding links or anything like." Yeah, yeah, it's it was just it was just existing in the YouTube space. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, God, we we are we are moving around. We're covering a lot of ground. It's good, but I was going to get to the next point. Um, So we're going to talk about the video. That's right. So stepping away. 
That's right. So I, I so the China thing happened. We were testing the board. So I moved it, and then I yeah gone to PT. I actually worked on yachts, worked on super yachts for a year, which was up and down doing that. And and then um, I uh, worked in advertising randomly in 2012. And this was when I saw Evolve come to the market, and I was like, oh my god, finally! Because <laughs> the, the, the yeah, I was looking at it. I looked. I was, I was in Old Street, and I I looked at their site, and it came up the Pintail and the Snub Nose, and I'm literally yeah. holding a cup of tea, like just like staring at the screen going oh my god well there you go because the battery someone looks- did it yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like okay proper wheels proper deck and the battery is a lithium battery similar to the one that that i that i've got in my videos that we were checking i'm not saying it's the same but it's a similar line if you like yeah you know, it was thin. yeah it was a proper battery box so i'm like okay so i make a plan to buy because i'm th- i've got this craving inside me at this time i've got to get back into this this is not like I, I, this is because I was working as a, 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 a as an, a, a suit a account guy in, a, in an ad agency. Yeah, it wasn't me. I was I was stale. I was working for a, someone. I yeah, you were working for a paycheck, work. not for passion. I was just like, this is just not me. I was skateboarding into work. And people thought I was like, I lived in this house share, and this girl was like, "You think you're so cool skateboarding to work? Get over it." You know, I was like, "Fuck off." <laughs> What's wrong with these people? Like, honestly, yeah, Fight me. Having, people were really fucking me off. And I was just pushing my skateboard to work. And I was like, oh, you won't believe it. I was the guy that worked next to you won't believe this board. I said, I'll be able to go, you know, from here to here in London. And it was all right. yeah. people were like, yeah, really? And they look at you like that you've lost the plot. I was like, right, fuck this. I'm at it. So I left that job. And then, uh, and then, and I, then love, I, I love how you left the job because they were like, yeah, we don't like this electric skateboard. So you were just like, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. quit. That's, yeah. a, that's a mood. Yeah. That's a mood. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess yeah. I'll just leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave. I'll just, I'll just leave this big earning job with all the pension and the car. Fuck it. If you don't like an extra table, get out of my life. Um, exactly. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so I fucked up, and then and then I was like, um, okay, well this is fucked. Uh, no, I, I managed to fi- I managed to um, get enough cash together to buy a pintail and a snub nose. And I was, I was going out with this girl at the time, a Swedish girl who lived in Parsons Green, which is South London, about 50 minutes away. And I was actually having some pretty bad depression at the time, which is a bit bizarre timing. The boards arrived. They stayed in the bedroom for, I think, about six weeks. I just did oh, – I was no. that – I mean, you've got to understand the rates of depression. Can you imagine someone who's into e-skating, gets two brand-new lithium boards, and they and stay in with the them. bedroom yeah. in the boxes wow. for six weeks? Wow. Wow. That's actually, that's actually quite something I never really thought about that. That's, that's a, it's a great comparison, though. I mean, it's it really puts things into perspective. I was just like, I don't want to go on a fucking board. I don't want to do that. I I, I know, you know, I felt guilt. I felt like no. I just I just I just I, I knew if I opened and got it, I maybe I probably should have done, but I was that bad about that. Anyway, I I I I I got into it, and then then I was like, Phil, we got to do a video, man. These boards are nuts, you know. So so we did the the two point zero. And looking back on that, it does look a bit. Those wheels are pretty skinny. I think they're ninety like sevens or something. I don't know, but they're pretty small wheels. They're the Abex stock. Um, yeah, yeah. Knows. They're, they're small, but that was a fun video. I enjoyed that, and it's really funny. There's a, a bike company in London that the UK guys will know. It's called Addison Lee. So I call them up and I go, right, this is random. Um, I don't need a parcel delivered. Uh, I want to do a, a cross town six mile on an electric skateboard. But I want my friend to sit on the back of the bike and film it. And they're like, okay, uh, that's unusual. We haven't had this one before. Said, um, so how much would that be then? They said, well, how long is it going to take you? I said, I don't know, an hour, probably less. Okay, that'd be 60 quid. By the way, the guy that we've got riding the bike is actually used to do Tour de France. You know the guy, those guys in Tour de France? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
this this dude is like 40, he's a legend. I don't know his name, otherwise I'm name checking. He's like in his 50s, old school, earring, you know, no hair. He's like, yeah, what's right. going on? Yeah, I'll get this. Yeah, yeah cool, mate. What do you want? Uh, and next thing is, my, Phil's on the back of this bike, and we're careering from um, Tooting to the city. And I've got this blue suit, which is actually a suit that I had uh, at one of my old mate's uh, wedding, a uh, mate of mine called Jake Gosling. Who, who? I'm sorry, I'm name dropping here, but it's t- there's a time and a place, isn't there? Yeah, he, you might as well. He produced Ed Sheeran's first album. <clears throat> there you go. Wow, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, serious. It's serious. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know all these Ed people? Great happen chance. While Ed Sheeran was writing his first album, he was staying at Jake's in Bagshot on a couch, and guess where my head was? On another couch. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and you're sorry, and you I were cruising electric skateboards. <laughs> I don't know if I was then. I think I might have been. Yeah. Oh my possibly. gosh. But yeah, sorry. That, I probably sound like a dick then. But there we go. Moving on. Moving on. Um. So so like um. This is all going on. Um. And snub nose. Blah blah blah. And then I'm like, okay, break up with the Swedish girl. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to be in London now. This is all fucked. You know, I need to get out of here. I need to go back to my roots. I need to go back to Cape Town, where I'm from, where I was born. So yeah. I fly to Cape Town, right? And um, I'm like, uh. I'm still got this Eastgate thing. It's like a thing in me. I can't get rid of it, you know. And uh, and and I and I make I make a bit of money, and then and then Evolve bring out the second generation. Uh, was well, the carbon? So it's it's the it's 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 the, it's the carbon with yeah. the pigtail. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, they've just done it again. And I'm like, god, maybe I could set up a, a skate electric in South Africa, you know, because obviously there's some South Africans. Yeah. Some why not? Cash. Why not? You got Nick. I'm talking to myself now, by the way. Nick, you've got the you've got the know how, you've got the experience, you've got the brand, it's portable. You know, Skate Electric Cape Town, Skate Electric Joburg, Skate Electric Durban. I mean, let's just go for it. It's skate, you know what I mean? This is me yeah. like short talking to myself. Like, yeah, so okay, let's go for it. You're you're in, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> you're like, yeah. So so I'm like, okay, cool. So I I I'm I'm kind of uh, at a point in Cape Town where I. I'm juggling uh, a couple of things because I, on a morning, this is random, on a morning, I'm running past a lake, which is, have, you, have either of you ever been to Cape Town? I no, haven't, but, but it is, yeah, it's, it's on my bucket list, on your for list, sure. Man. It's such, a, such an incredible city. Um, a, a very quick story, I go past this, this lake, and it's doing fuck all, and it's a nice lake in the middle of the city doing fuck all, some homeless people around it. So I'm like looking at this, like shaking my head. Because as you might have known, wakeboarding, there's a massive scene with cable parks. You have the big ones with four stages. Oh, yeah. Oh, Size yeah. of a football pitch. Or you have a straight line, which is basically two A-frames going straight. So you go back and yep. forth, one rider yep. at a time. Something fucking out of business here. And I'm thinking, right, this is Wake Cape Town. Got to be done, isn't it? Wake Cape Town or something like that. Or Wake Town. That's it. Wake Town I came up with. So I, I started speaking to the council. And we started like you know trying to speak to people. And I'm thinking, right, this is a new business that's going to go. I managed to get a, 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 a board over from from Singapore because that's the nearest right. dealer because they didn't have South yeah. Africa. And, right. and I'm whizzing around. I do a commute video there. I mean, there wasn't really a business there. I didn't, I, in terms of I didn't really get any e-skating business. But I'll tell you what, this is interesting. I've just remembered. When the board arrived, I was staying at a hostel in Clough Street in Cape Town. Um, and it's called Once. It's a really cool hostel. Um, when I say hostel, it's got a bar underneath it, and, and uh, oh, it, it, okay. I guess it's a bit of a hipster kind of hangout. Yeah. Not that I'm a hipster, right. but I managed to sneak in. Um, all sort of models stay there because there's a lot of shooting <laughs> there. It's, it's, it's a place you want to go if you're single. Yeah, I got you. you know yeah. I mean? 
Yeah. Um, and anyway, so that's where I was. And then this, this, this board arrived. This time, uh, mental health was pretty good. So this I could not wait to open this. So it was 80, and it was uh, a carbon. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's on like slicks, obviously. So I get this thing out. It's already charged up. Now, I've had some abuse over the years. Like when I say abuse, like looks and maybe, oh, what's that? Grow up, all that kind of stuff. Right. I've never had this, and, and I hope it's never repeated. I get out of the hostel. It's about late morning. I know what's going on. I've been on an electric skateboard for a few years. It's all good. Turn the remote on. Turn the board on. I know the street. I'm about to just fire up the street. It's uphill slight. It's not like that, that much of an incline. As I take off, there's a guy with a girl to my right over the road, and he's like quite a big unit. And he's like, oh, whoa, whoa. And, and then I, I go, what? This guy runs over towards me. I, I swear, again, I, I just let people know, I'm not making this up. I, on my life, I'm not making this up. He runs up, white guy, runs up. He, is, right? he grabs my board, right? And he throws it into the sidewalk. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell? What? That, that's, fighting. That, uh, that's fighting territory for me. Okay, well, fair enough, and, and I appreciate that. But I've I've always stuck to this. I'm I'm I've been pretty good at talking my way or running out of fights. Like, yeah. I don't want to lose teeth. I don't want to get a knife wound on the forehead. I just want to have my day. So I was just like I backed off, and then he fucked off, and then but that was heavy. Um, I have a yeah. question. Yeah. Oh, question in the audience was was this guy bigger or smaller than Bill Cockglide? <laughs> <That's a brilliant laughs> That is because it sounds like your two experiences with like like major experiences with Eastgate have been with these massive dudes that <laughs> are, are just from <laughs> generic Cape and and so coastal funny. towns. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a really funny, funny. Yeah, um, I I think he was probably a uh, fatter. I think Bill Cockblad really took care of himself. I think he'd yeah. be doing a lot of morning aerobics, um, <laughs> and, and, yeah, yoga, and those things, yoga. things that people in California do. Yeah, I think he'd be working with a band a lot. Yeah, doing his like melon juice, whatever. Yeah, but this guy was fucking nuts. Anyway, so basically to wrap up on Cape Town, didn't really work out. They had the biggest drought in a hundred years. I did have oh, some experiences no. in townships. I was working out there. Uh, I've got some videos knocking around there. Just some kids, like six kids at a time, and no helmet in a township. Going about twelve miles an hour. No, no, wow. but that was great fun. So anyway, came back and then yeah, I've just been uh, since twenty sixteen. I've been back here um, and I've uh, I, I I work for a, um, uh, a a charity called Matrix. So working with young people, basically as like a youth worker. So these kids are come from some rough homes, um, and I did that for about a year. That was linked to the church, so I I, I enjoyed that. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then after that, I, um, uh, I'm just trying to think and yeah, I, my, my father wasn't very well. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I, I, I lost my dad in 2019. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah, he's 74. He's a, he's a real character. He's a, he's like a proper ad man, like, um, like mm. old school, like, you know, he, yeah. Lived, he, yeah, he did the proper scotch drinking, the proper rotten and smoking, he, oh, did the, he did the yeah he did the proper campaign. I can picture it. I get yeah. it. Getting yeah. Mad Men oh, vibe. Yeah, that's, I, that's exactly it. it. What do you say then? Mad Men. Have you seen yeah, the show? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. As long as long as he was good to my mum, he did everything apart from yeah. I'm sure yeah. sure he was good good with that. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> the briefcase. Yeah, that briefcase. I had oh, a video. Yeah. 
That was his yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's the kind of briefcase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I had a hectic time. And then what happened was I had a massive depression slump. So what happened was I went to a dentist in 2019. Um, I've never been like a massive concert goer. Like I don't go to massive, like, you know, did a lot of raving in the 90s. I'm talking about, uh, obviously, I'm talking about noise exposure here, which is leading to tinnitus. And I, um, uh, I'm just saying, I, you know, I'd listen to music. I'd like it now, but I'm just saying it wasn't over. I have, have all that sort of guy that done it too much. Anyway, left the dentist. You know when you get the cleaning in the chair? Are you with me? You know, after you, oh, you, yeah. you, you do that, that. I've always quite liked it. But anyway, the next day I started getting this ringing in my ear, and it would not stop. And it was the worst year of my life. It was, There were times where I really, uh, you know, without getting too dark, I didn't think I was going to make it because – I was yeah. thinking, I, 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 I got so consumed by it, I couldn't do anything. Um, but if I rewind slightly, because this is pretty relevant, I um, actually had a really good 2018. And I was doing a lot of wakeboarding. I was competing in the, in the master um, division, which is basically over 40s. And yeah. uh, I was really enjoying it. I got on the podium a couple of times, and I was just having some good vibes. I did the UK Open. And it was funny because it was at um, Cycle, was it Cycle, uh, uh, Cycle Park, Cycle Dome. Well, the UK guys are gonna have, have fun make it. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's just up the road. Um, it's where you, yeah. it's where UK do all of their their outside events. And Jeff, J- Jeff and Travis were over from Australia from Evolve. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I at the time, so this time the GT, uh, yeah, it was GT then. So it wasn't GTR. The GTR yeah, it was just the out. GT. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone had GTs. Everyone, you know, literally everyone. And I, I was there with my um, uh, second gen carbon. Um, and uh, so, so they've both got two motors and I got one motor. And I never raced before, right? So never, you know, I never had. So there you go. Uh, and, and I'm like, okay, what happens? Eight of us. So Anyway, I, I was quick off the line, and I'm there with the R1 remote, you know, like that. Yeah. So I was, like, really quick off the line, and I was I was like, the first two races, I won the races because I was – once you get up to top speed, you're kind of matching a GT pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then I, and then I developed this technique. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it's kind of like a hip, shot, a hip, hip move. So on the straights, I just literally, like, launch my hips forward all the time, and I'm sure it helps. They probably look ridiculous. Mm. Oh, anyway. yeah, I've done that before. I do that yeah. a lot going up hills. It's kind of like yeah, a shimmy. You just, you just shimmy it exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you just feel you feel the board thrust a little harder. It's it's kind of yeah, awkward. Exactly. Yeah, but you yeah, hear I was me out here. Shimmering it. Yeah, and exactly. And I and I, I so I I did quite. And the guys were like, you know what, Luke, you should come to San Diego. We have got the Worlds coming up. This was in July, and I was like, okay. Well, I'm thinking air tickets, money. I don't have a GT. Just a few problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then anyway, I go to Spain because uh, a mate of mine's got a surf school there called Damien, Damien Freeman, a great surf school called La Curva, opposite Santander. And uh, yeah, so I was there whizzing around in my uh, Gen 2. And I'm thinking, do you know what? I should get over there. You know, this is a once in life. So then my brain starts kicking in. There's a voice in my head. Uh, you know what I mean? An escape voice. It was going, Nick, you've got to go. You've got to go. You've got to go. Come on. Send an air ticket. Sort it out. I'm thinking, what can I, I have any money? Why am I this? So I called my friend Paul Hanks, who flies 747s for the BA. I went to college with. And I said, Paul, mate, can you sort me out a ticket? So he said, well, I can sort you out, I, but not a free oh my one. Gosh. I get, I get a ticket. So I'll get I, you the right ticket price, yeah. Then I, oh then I call up Andy, Andy, who's uh, an Evolve UK ambassador. I know Andy for years. I said, mate, listen, I want to come out, but you know, I don't have a board. 
Um, and, then he said, and then he said, well, I've spoken to Jeff and Jeff wants you to come out. I said, well, that's great, but I don't have a board. Can, you know, can you lend me a board? Can you lend me a demo? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, sort, we'll sort it out. Don't worry, yeah, we'll sort it out. <laughs> so I, I meet him at his house. He gives me a board, a demo board, with, eight, uh, with, eight, uh, with some um, spare uh, 80 um, uh, eight inches, yellow ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that's just cool. I never even ridden in a GT, by the way, at this point. I just didn't have never. Well, no, yeah, I you're had still one. you're still used to the original Carbon Two yeah. and the R1 you know remote. Yeah. I, I, there's a caveat that they did loan me. Evolve did loan me for two weeks a street a 107 Carbon GT. So I had ridden the Carbon GT on on the road with 107s, but I'd never ridden the GT uh, 80. If that makes sense. Um, so 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 there we were and he said oh by the way bonus you've got a rear rock uh, helmet i was like oh wicked he said yeah they're sponsoring the british team so so i've got a shiny black helmet goggles aboard so i'm looking good to go you know so yeah. my mate my, my my one of my best mates howard wagstaff drops me off this is the guy that runs santa cruz uh pedal and spokes uh awesome bike shop do you like my name checks they're like every 20 seconds aren't they <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna have so many people to mention. I know we're gonna have gonna, to tag so many are you people. Gonna, you, you, oh, oh yeah, or delete. Yeah, I should have asked you at the start. Am I able to, you know, mention people and mention? Businesses? Oh yeah, no, feel okay. free. I, I'm loving okay. all of it. Oh, okay, good. Okay, uh, have we got enough content here? Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, we're doing well. Okay, so anyway, I'll get back to back to back to San Diego. So then I, he drops me off in my car. I've got one of those old. I got it when I had uh, my midlife crisis at forty. It's a Mercedes SL three twenty. I just love her. Do you, you know that? Do you know that car? Yeah, it's not a bad car. It's just, it's just a dream. So he, he they're pretty he, popular he, here in the states. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They're loads, aren't they? Yeah, just solid. It's like a proper build, like a ninety-eight build. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to get rid of it. If I, if I make it big in Eastgate, I'm going to get it electrified. It's about thirty. Oh, 000. absolutely. Well, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, that would, a classic. Car. Just let us know. We'll, we'll hook you up with our. We'll hook you up with our battery contact in Chicago. Oh sweet! I'm sure yeah, they yeah, would. I'm be... sure they would love to build a battery for that. Well, that'd be nice, and then we could fly my car over and do like a PR stunt around Chicago with some banners. Happening. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! The potential. <laughs> yeah. and maybe that might be a good way for me to find a wife. We get another banner hanging out and find Nick a wife. Yeah, <laughs> find Nick a wife. Shout oh, out Shy Battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I haven't listened to that podcast. That was an awesome one. Yeah. So, um, so, so back to San Diego. So he drops me off, and. Uh, yeah, he actually calls me. He says, oh, "I think I think there's no oil in the car. It's, the engine looks like it's about to uh, blow up." So that was a bit of anxiety before I got the plane. Luckily, that was fine. Um, so I calm down, get on the flight. We fly to San Diego, and the guys are there. Like everyone knows everyone because, of course, all those involved riders have met all the other riders over the years. Right. You know, obviously Joe, SoCal, um, and all the other characters uh, that that I had the pleasure of meeting, but yeah. I was, I, to be honest with you, I jet lagged. And I got to this hotel um, in uh, San Diego, uh, which was awesome. Um, I remember the name of it in a minute. And the guys, we got in late, and the guys were like, "Okay, let's go for a ride, man." Yeah. And Joe had all the batteries from Evolve US because obviously we couldn't fly with the batteries. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So they were all in like all the all the all the rooms, and we're like putting the batteries in. And I'm like thinking, I don't know, I wouldn't mind going to bed right now. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, come on, get get it right, come on, come on. So we go out, and you know, a few of us get lost, and it's it, it was all right. But I was like, oh god, just, let's just get to bed. And then we, the next day, we sort of just um, chilled and and got our thoughts together. So then, when it was race day, 
we all bundled into this bus and I'm, I'm starting to feel better, but not that good, if I'm honest. Um, and we, 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 we meet up at the, at this Olympic BMX track because yeah. there's two days of racing. The first day is going to be on the AT and the second day is going to be on the street. Right. So I'm in my, I'm, uh, I'm sort of fiddling around on the side cause we get there an hour before just trying to switch my wheels around. And I haven't done a lot of this and to be honest with you, I'm still not that great mechanically minded. You know, some guys love all the bearings and the cogs and the. Oh, that's how that's how Terminal X is. Oh he, yeah, he's basically oh, really? an idiot when it comes to oh, the I tech of the yeah, board. I, I wish you lived in my village. I'd be just yeah, it'd be oh, great. We we'd be best mates. Yeah, I, yeah. The most, I, I'm really into just riding the board and not doing. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more hop of on the tech ride. side. I'm, I'm more of I'm the tech side, so that's that's my role in our relationship. That's fine. Well, I. I wish, yeah, I need to find a friend like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I sort of don't do a lot of, um, we'll put it this way. When I come in after a ride, I'm not going to be soaking my bearings too much. Are you with me? Right. Yeah. Oh, that sounded <laughs> yeah. odd. Let's delete that bit out. Um, it, sounds, it sounds mildly sexual, but I, I, <laughs> it might, I don't know. It might make the cut. I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit loose. Um, but <laughs> that's wrong as well. Um, so, so, so anyway, get that. And then I'm, I'm just being completely straight with you and any anyone else who's listening to um, this, the five and a half thousand. Um, we're walking, Jeff, Jeff is doing the, basically the tour and he's walking around talking about they have to put a special cover on the battery boxes because some of the banks are so steep when you come up and you put your oh, yeah. weight in front foot, it clips it. So it can right. work out. And they, they've got this place dialed. They're so organized. It's just such a well put together event. Everyone's got yeah. these mint shirts. Everyone's a good vibe. All the tents are up. The the, the all all the sort of mobile um, um, mechanics as uh, techs are there, you know. And yeah. got time. it's just really well done. So I'm like, I'm walking around this thinking, okay, a I've never ridden a BMX track in my life. B I've never been on a GT or AT in my life, through apart from the night before around some tarmac, okay um see uh i don't know how i'm going to take this you know so we have 10 minutes of warm-up and i'm just saying to myself and i don't even know how to put the chin guard on the helmets i've never worn a full face before <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going bro how do you do this and i like, click click i don't know what's going on so i'm like running i'm thinking to myself the only way this is going to work out okay is if i literally run from the finish to the start and get as many laps in as possible to get the lines or whatever so I'm just running around and I'm just going drilling. The first one I was pretty like shaky and you know, I mean, and then I get into this like moment. I swear I felt like I was in a film. I had no music, but I felt like I was in like some kind of Rocky film. Like you gotta go, you gotta yeah. go, 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 go. Yeah. So I, I, anyway, so I was going through it and then I was going through the heats and I was winning a heat and I came second the next, one minute next one in the quarters. Then I'm in the semis and then I'm in the fucking final. I, I'm, I'm in the you can't the believe world. it it's it's literally like the roller coaster of i cannot of believe it and i'm yeah. trying to i'm trying to get on the inside lane because tyler the evolve rider because he wants to get it and i'm like i'm being a cheeky and whatever i don't know i gotta be but, <laughs> but like you know, you know he writes like a right he, he, yeah yeah but i haven't i've never ridden gt before i've never even ridden like a bmx track i mean this is all new to me and i'm learning it in the, in the morning so i'm anyway so uh, samo wins the race like i came i think i came six out of six in the final but i i left on like proper high because oh my was gosh like, yeah because my, my folks over here and my dad as well i think he's a little unsure about the actual plan you know i.e was this really a necessary trip son you know what i mean yeah 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 
I think there are a few people having that conversation. Uh, and I wanted to not prove them wrong, but like make it worthwhile. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to come back and say, yeah, I fell in the first round and I had a few beers. Oh, that cost you $1,500. I mean, you did it right. You made it to the final. I mean, that's... Yeah. I was happy like, Considering that. your experience, just getting your hands on the board. Like right learning, you learning while you're racing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's There's wild. A There's a tagline there, and then the next day was street, and and that was that was great. I think I made the quarters, but that was a different experience. I, I definitely enjoyed the AT more. Um, yeah. for sure. um, I think we were on ATs, we were on slicks, um, but I really enjoyed that. It, it was fun, and I, I say who I met as a real character was JT, JT Skulls. You know, what I'm talking about JT Skull. Is sounds uh, really familiar. No, I don't know it. He's a he's a he's a really uh, well known um, uh, LA uh, skater, um, and he he rides in a Volvo. I'll pull it up in a sec. Um, but um, and then and then yeah, so I came back on a real high, and then I had the tinnitus. So I, was, I went into winter, and I think the combination of the tinnitus, my dad wasn't well. I went into this hectic low, like the worst low of my life. Everything was off the off the table. E skating, the whole work. So I was not well person at all literally yeah. not socializing you know my dad was dying i i i and then i had a, i booked a ticket for the uk open the evolve uk open and, and and i was so like um not 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 who i really am you know i was so ill basically like low and anxious not sleeping yeah uh, i was supposed to go down with my mate ben and and then i said to him first i don't think i can go so i decided not to go and then i have the if either of you have ever had this i'm sure people listening have you decide on something, I'm not going to do this. And then you accept it. And then the event happens and passes. And then you look back and you spend so much time kicking yourself and, and coming up with yeah. scenarios of why you should have been there. And I was just like beside myself for a while thinking I should have been back in the scene, you know, because I had the idea for the Eastgate School. But actually, as it turned out, I'm really glad I never rocked up because it would have been a bad idea. Because uh, when, yeah. you, when you're doing anything as an athlete or as a person doing something you need to be competent for, don't go if you're feeling sketchy. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So I, yeah, I got timing myself... is everything. Exactly. And then getting you right up to speed. I'm looking at the clock. I think we're way over. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, Keep going. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, this is the wrap up. So basically, um, May came round and I knew I started get be getting better and I knew I needed to get an escape back in my life. Because at this point, I didn't even have. Well, the last board I had was a 2014 Gen 2. I've never had a GT. I kind of skipped that. I mean, I had the demos and the loan boards, but I thought I've just got to get a decent board. I can't, I can't handle this anymore. So, so I got a bamboo just because I, I just thought I'd like the flex, and that was a good yeah. call for me. And yeah. I had a right on it, and I started making videos, and I got enough people on it, and I thought, right, I'm gonna test this out. And one of the things with my business with the Eastgate School, and I've, I have chats with um, Brian Lomos, who's in New Zealand, who's the uh, Eastgate ambassador, uh, or I think he's, a, I think he's an ambassador in, in Kiwiland. Uh, we have some chats because, you know, just comparing notes in terms of how to, you know, make a commercial operation through your passion, through Eastgating. And, oh, I, yeah. and, I, think, Absolutely. and I just think it's a no-brainer with kids. We all know, like, these brands that we're talking about, particularly – well, not particularly, all of these brands, Lacroix, Cali, Evolve, you know, they have no interest in marketing to children or young teenagers because a, 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 it's dangerous and, you know, it's just not a, a not the right fit product-wise. Um, and, and, of course, the price, point, the price point as well. I think the demographic with Evolve used to be certainly around 40. I think it might be yeah. shifting down a bit now. But what I'm looking at is saying, okay, cool. So what I'm offering, I've got three Eastgate, I say three Eastgate schools, 
um, you know, they're essentially Instagram accounts, but I'm making right. them into businesses. I'm making them into businesses because they're all the same. And why they're all the same? They're all essentially me, my vehicle, which is a Jeep Cherokee 1997, which I got about a week ago off a mate. But we're getting magnetic mm. branding on that. So the idea with Love that is got Surrey Hills Eastgate, which is basically around here, so world world class trails right here, 40 minutes from London. Then you've got Chelsea Eastgate, which is obviously South London. That could be, you know, Fulham, could be Wimbledon, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, and then, and then there's my equipment. I've got four boards, and Evolve looked after me. They gave me a better than wholesale deal uh, on my um, uh, on, on on two carbon GTRs and two bamboos because I think from their side they want to support what I'm doing because they believe uh, in. in yeah, they I'm believe doing. in the they believe in the yeah. mental health aspect, and on top of that. You're helping well, foster future riders, so why wouldn't they invest in that? Well, 100%, exactly. I'm banging, I mean, you know, I'm good friends with all the ambassadors, but, you know, I think to be frank, you know, the ambassadors, most of them have got other stuff going on, other jobs, etc. Right, um, sure. you know, so, 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 so for me, this is, I live and breathe it. I'm banging the drum all day long, every day, and, and I so happen to be doing that with Evolve Boards, which I'm very happy to do because, uh, I, 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 I really love the boards and I love the, 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 the backup and the service and Kev and Massey Global in, in London I've known for years yeah. and you know it's good to know that I got help at the other end you know what I mean um, right. but, but going back to the business formula which isn't rocket science is basically saying look let's open this up to children so what I say at the moment is four years upwards all levels um, and, and of course with like literally from four to ten I'll always hold the remote I did six parties last year, <clears throat> and that age group, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe eight, we switch it. Certainly nine, I'll, I'll switch back to Nick, because those four years, I'm coming in as a character, essentially a, a, an entertainer. Wait for it, drum roll, if, in case you haven't seen it. Captain Electric comes through the door. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, with a cape, okay. With a, cape, with a cape, with gold shoes. Don't worry. Absolutely. Nothing too tight. And I do a little a little <laughs> chat about green transport. I point out the battery. I point out the motor. I give them a dummy remote. Everyone's wow. wearing sweatbands. Everyone's got van stickers on their heads. And oh then I'm just gosh. like, okay, let's just stand. Everyone, who's switch? Who's that? You stand on the wobble board. You do that. The mums are you know, drinking pims. Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I'm basically, I've worked out, you've got 10 kids, right, regardless of their age. Yeah. It doesn't matter I've got four boards. I'm not taking four boards down there with 10, you know. What I'm doing is I'm taking one board down with me and we're doing very quick three-minute rotations. So I'm right. standing beside them. Obviously, you've got that Bluetooth 5 re- remote, so you're right. in full control. They're, they're getting in the surf position. They're pretending they're Hawaii. There's a wave going over their head. They're getting down low. They're getting extreme. You know, oh, my uh, gosh. You know, what, it, it's just like you know happiness this, on steroids. This is a great yeah. teaching method, by the way. So, I'm taking so notes. Yeah, do it. And then... And then, and then and then the dad comes and he's like kicking his shoes. They go, oh, how the kids enjoy the toy. Sorry, toy. Have you seen this thing? This thing goes 24 miles an hour. So 3,000 watts of power off your back foot. You know, this thing, uh, you know, this is a 10 Samsung battery. No, it's basically, right. you're like, hey, fuck off. But yeah, what is that paycheck? Watch your kids back, on he, my skateboard. So He gets out of his Range Rover. He said, what does this cost? Uh, 1,800 pounds. All right. Okay. Okay. Do you want to have a go? Oh, okay. It starts warming up. And the next thing is he wants to buy one. So there's a buying yeah. opportunity there. Anyway, wow. that's not really the premise of the business. Basically, no. I went really nuts. I had about six parties. I mean, they all love it. It's on my Instagram. I only a few. I haven't filmed proper. 
but I'm going to be. Um, uh, and, you know, like, that's part of my business is doing kids parties. I love kids. I've worked with kids for years. I've worked with kids since I was like 17, teaching water sports, yeah. you know, tennis. So I think, you know, you, 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 if you've got an inbuilt teacher within you, which I think I do have, you know, yeah, it's I do. It's a natural I progression. Do, exactly. I do like PTing. But to be honest with you, I, if I'm being really honest, sometimes I'm thinking, God, oh, when's this session going to finish? But when, when I'm doing an hour on the board with a four-year-old, not an hour, I wouldn't do an hour with a four-year-old, but let's say 30 minutes or an hour with an adult, it doesn't matter their level because yeah. they're enjoying it. And I'm out and I'll go for a quick blast and quick back and you're in, you're in the bloody, you know, you're outside and you're moving. You know, that's the thing. And I think my strap line for the business is exactly reflects. It's quite a funny story, actually, because basically the strap line is find your freedom. Um, and, 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 and actually, it, it, I don't know how many brands can actually pinpoint where they found their strap line. I think a lot of brands pay an agency to come up with the strap line. But with mine, I've got it on video. I've got to get it out. I need a day. I need a month in front of my computer and finding shit. There's something there. They're, they're, they're basically, I was at Evolve in their previous uh, 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 pro shop slash distribution center. Yeah. Really nice guy, uh, customer. I think he is a teacher, actually. He's in his 50s. And I was doing like a little bit of an interview with my phone. I was going, hey, bro, what's going on? You know, enjoying it? Yeah, man, I love it. Yeah. I said, so what is it? What is it about this that you really like? Come on, tell, tell the audience. He went, I don't know, it's freedom. And then I went, yeah, man, find your freedom. And then Kev, I think it's on. Kev, like, oh, my so God. Cool. And he's like, rock star. I was like, that's it. <laughs> wow. That's my story, I reckon. I'm done. <laughs> what a there natural progression. I almost feel like we have to do like a quick, um, like uh, bullet fast, like question. Yeah, uh, what, yeah. What's that called, Joe? Like a shoot off, like a. Oh, a uh, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Yeah. I almost have oh, like, okay, because cool. you, you've given us this whole legacy. Of I mean, East I'm amazed. Gate and clearly Godfather-esque vibes, like I mentioned on Instagram earlier. I just can't and, believe it. And I have just like some rapid fire questions for you that are just very sim- simple put. Um, I have, I have a go- quick question first. Yeah, go first. Nick, is your alias Bill Cocklide? Because it sounds like you're like this legendary dude that's been riding Eastgate forever. And everybody's first guy that they see zoom by, it's actually you, you know? Right. That's, that's you, how I picture it. Are you actually it. Bill like Cockglide? He, he actually is Bill Cockglide. He actually is Captain Electric. Like, I I just can't get it out of my head I, that... I, I'm not Bill, I'm not Bill Cockglide. Um, it's just well, that, that, that shock of... Uh, when you were talking about the first time you saw him skate by... I could. I got goosebumps thinking about the first time I saw somebody ride an electric skateboard. Yeah, yeah the, I, the, I, the story I, of it being a separate person doesn't quite add up either. You said he was going 25 miles an hour and you ran after him. I think this is actually <laughs> you that was going 25 miles an hour. I mean, and you imagined this story, yeah. this origin story for yourself. Okay. I don't know if you're being tongue in cheek with that either, but I can answer it. I mean, I, I, if he was going 23, if he's going 22, 23, he was certainly going over 20. Um, oh, I'm being very tongue in cheek here, yeah, but I thought, um, I thought you were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember it like today, and I've told the story quite a few times, but I don't think I've ever told it to like, uh, if, if it if it makes sense, like, yeah, you know, absolute purist. You can be a you can be a purist e skater, can't you? If you can be a purist skateboarder, can you? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 yeah. So, so, and but I, what I'm saying is, I, I've had the reactions like. Uh, yeah, oh, that's really cool. But I, I don't think I've told that story for ages, but it's stuck in my brain. And I even remember where it was in San Monica. 
I just, yeah. I just remember, I think we should find this guy. We should, you should get him on the show. I mean, he, I, he, I want to find, I really do want to find him. Like I'm going to, you know what? I know how to find him as well, because I need to send an email to David at Eagle Eye because I went on their site today. They're still knocking boards out. So he must know him because that was, early he has days. to, it had to have been one of his it's first customers. One of their ambassadors yeah. or something. I don't know. But like, you know, I, I think, I think, I think if you get him on the show, you might even not, you know, you knock me out of the park and suddenly Bill will be the guy. Yeah. I, what if we got <laughs> I don't Bill know if that's possible. On but... this show. Oh my God. That's going to be yeah, the like, tagline for this season. Who is Bill Cockwide? We could do like a whole like investigative report. It's <laughs> <laughs> just mind blowing. Fly man. out to California, meet this dude. God. Hey man, you're you're low key famous. I don't I don't know if you know this. We'll folks. send we'll send SoCal Legend to go find him. We'll we'll have all of our people out 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 on the West Coast looking for him. I reckon you'll find him in 24 hours. With the power of the yeah, internet, with modern probably. technology. Way, he will remember if you do find him. I mean, okay. Well, He's going to be in his 50s now, isn't he? Let's do the math. So this is 2004. Okay. So what we're looking at, 15, 16 years. I think he was probably late 30s. Okay, cool. So he's going to be like 55 now. He's still going to be in good shape, I reckon. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that narrows out like half of California. So <laughs> There we go. I love it. Um, All right, I do go have, ahead with your I questions. Have, go I with your quick, real questions. I do have a few rapid-fire questions here. Uh, I, I don't... Um, they're pretty simple questions here. What? So you're you're riding the GTR currently? Is that correct? Yeah, I I, I have four for the school. I've got two carbon, two bamboo. My preference, okay. my preference is, is is the bamboo. If I had to choose one board. Fair enough. What wheel setting is your preference? Um, uh, you know, I'm not so good with settings, if I'm honest. Um, but I, I've got a remote behind me. I can have a look. Should I do that? Well, I just mean the. Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not you, trying to get all technical. Do you use the eight inch ATs? Yeah, yeah. What size? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't. I use the seven inch. All seven. Inch. Seven inch. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I'm an AT wheel guy myself. Um, that's my. But, oh, so. but you know what's relevant to your question is is I just ride off road like knobblies. I don't ride the the slicks because when it's dry around here, you can get away with the slicks. But I always wear. I always ride the the knobblies because yeah, you might as I'm, well. Yeah, we're riding on on, on sections. Uh, you know, if I was going to London tomorrow and I was riding, you know, a, a, um, you know, a section of road, it doesn't bother me that I'm on Nobleys. Obviously, you're going to have a better. It, it, the thing is, it's yeah. just too random over here. Like, even if you're on a smooth yeah. road, you know, I just like to be able to relax a bit and you get away with so much more, don't you? So, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, what What's your worst Eastgate crash or fall? Mm, you know what? Touch wood. I haven't had any, like, really hectic um like head plants and things like that mm -hmm. um but i think i did have one with the battery box in like oh i think it would have been oh six um and i i think i i was by a park and i was i was getting up to speed and then the battery box fell off and then i ended up in the bush that was pretty embarrassing. No one saw, luckily. I think it was early in the morning. I mean, it sounds like nothing was as bad as the 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 femur break when you yeah, were younger. I, was, I, was, I mean, I was waiting for another oh, gunshot. No. That kind of oh, no. took the cake. The gunshot, the gunshot femur, or tinnitus might even take it. Actually, or that that or the men, yeah. mental mental load. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, no, get, falling in the bush was fine. Yeah, yeah, then that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a big deal. But it's really weird. Do you know what's weird? And I, I don't know if you've thought about this, but I, I often think about it is like in life, like if I had, I don't know, gone out the night before 
in Santa Monica and had too many whiskeys or whatever I might have been drinking. And then uh, I didn't want to, you know, face the morning and have a, a start after lunch. Uh, I could have not met Bill Cockglide. If I had not met Bill yeah. Cockglide, that made, you know what I mean? The obvious thing, I wouldn't have that board. And, and I just, I'm so glad I didn't go out that night before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's, it's wild. I'm no, you're right. I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I think Bill changed my life. We we got to get Bill on here. <laughs> just it's so amazing. <laughs> we gotta we gotta do. I don't even about know, this. man. <laughs> oh my god. Fair enough. I if, mean, if we, if I, we, I think that's accurate. Can, hey, if we if we can't find Bill Cockblade, the inter, the internet's not real. Yeah, nobody Ooh, can. Yeah. yeah, it's a simulation. Okay, here's my final question, and I'm looking for something like a like a like a like a summary or something almost like a quotable from you here. Um, and because I know you've already touched on this earlier in the podcast, but if you could change anything about the current state of uh, personal electric vehicle or e-skate, whether it's the industry or the culture or just something off that you, you don't like about it, what would you do to improve it? Like, And again, I, it doesn't need to be like anything crazy. It could literally be a, a small annoyance or something you're really passionate about. Um, I think it, it would probably be to do with uh, legislation um, mm-hmm. and and basically uh, the way that i see it if you've got uh spending tens and tens hundreds of millions of pounds if you look at london as an example and cities all over the world if you look at the cycle in- infrastructure it shouldn't be called cycle infrastructure it should be called um you know it, personal vehicle it, structure it, yeah. it, it, it should it should just it should just be you know um ride-ons or transport whatever it's for everyone yeah. it should be one term yeah. for everyone because Obviously, a cycle lane is perfect for a one wheel, for an e-scooter, for a, an EUC, whatever it might be. And it's everyone together. And, and um, you know, I, I think when you're in an integrated or sorry, segregated cycle lane and you're competent on the board and you're wearing a helmet, it's a really safe place to ride. I'm very happy riding in London in a cycleway. Um, and I, I, to answer your question, I think the governments and the mayors need to be on side and encourage it. Um, right. and, and a little bit more clearer with like the police because over here um we haven't actually had a, a uk skate a uk electric skateboarder actually get prosecuted it's gone to court a couple of times but the judges kicked it out and the reason for yeah. that is because it's not been classified it's not illegal but it's it's not legal either so you know yeah. and, and the, because you're getting more and more idiots on e-scooters you don't give a shit and going straight lines with no helmets um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not just pinpointing them. By the way, I mean obviously you get idiots. No, but they're forms. they're definitely a, a big factor. I mean, I, we're, we're starting to get the same thing in our city. So there's like a flock of them, isn't there, on those birds? Yeah. Um, and you know, I, 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 I just think I just think it's a shame because um, it really needs to be encouraged, and particularly now in these COVID times, people are feeling nervous about getting on tr- public transport. And if they if they if they if, if if they know that they're welcome to get on their you know their e skate or whatever it is and and use the cycle which is already built by the way it's there ready to go let's just get on with it because we know the agenda worldwide is for cars to leave the city and for ride-ons to be welcome so we, there's no discussion there we know that's happening so let's just get on with it now. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think legislation is a good answer. And I mean, we're blessed to have it here legalized in, in the state of Michigan, but um, oh, really? I think there's more work to be done. Oh, you fully, are you fully green lit? Are you? Oh yeah. Uh, top speed in kilometers is 40 is legal. Um, you're expected to be in the bike lane. 
um, and or the furthermost right lane and uh, street legal speed is also 25 miles but that's per hour. Just, that's brilliant. I mean, that's just common sense, isn't it? It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's 2021. It's, we're not living in 1981, you know. It's like, right. uh, like in, in nine years or eight years, it's going to be 2030. That's kind of like, uh, well, it, it's well, more than 50 years after Back to the Future. Right. Uh, and by the way, I should put this in, and I, I'm glad I'm just remembering it now because that was a point that I did not pinpoint um, when I was 12 ish in 1987 when Back to the Future came out. I think it was 87. That film hit a nerve with me. It's still my favorite film. Still my favorite film. I still watch it. It still gives me goosebumps. And that excitement, that, that first part of that scene when. Um, Martin McFly is, uh, Michael J. Fox is hanging on the back of that truck. I mean, that, my first, the first one's my favorite, but, and obviously moving into hoverboards and all that, but because it's a bit ridiculous, but it, it, it's still that, that whole thing of flying and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm going to be you know, e-foiling. I'm going to be trying that out next week, which I can't wait. It's, I think it's quite mental. Uh, I was going to ask you guys if you're in the same space. I often, particularly when I'm on the board, I was thinking about this today, actually. I, I tagged you just before this. Yeah. I just went for a quick blast. And yeah. I'm, even now, you would think that the amount of time I've spent on the new boards and old boards, that, that whole process of pulling the trigger, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've done this before, a bit like a car, like whatever. But every time I do it, I'm just like, I can't believe this is actually happening. I'm firing up this hill, uh, you know, and it, it doesn't get boring. So it's kind of almost like a gratitude that we live in these times mm-hmm. and this shit is real. Because, like, we could have had a conversation in, like, 1991 and say, Imagine if this could happen, you know, like in 2021. Right. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be, that would just be so. But now we're actually here, and I feel like a lot of humans are walking around like, oh, really? Is that working? Really? It's like, can you not wake up? This is mental. You've got a Bluetooth 5 signal going from your wrist into a motor controller propelling you 23 miles an hour forward with a brake, and you can yeah. go 20 miles an hour. I mean, yeah. I'm just... I just think it's absolutely nuts. And absolutely, God, We live in an amazing time, man. <laughs> I'm just having yeah. a part of it. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. That's what it is. I love it. That was that was a good summary. I I like that. I like that existential outlook on it. I think it's. Uh, I hope more people take what you say and write their local politicians, and you know, show up in a in a good PR way to their communities and be like, "This is the future. This is you know, not just a hobby. It's a way of life. It's a it's a form of transportation, um, and it's a way of of good you know." self-wellness and mental health and obviously a little bit of exercise and let's get this uh on paper for legal purposes so yeah i i think uh, i I hope uh, that your legacy will be part of that i'm confident i I think so but you know i I agree with all of that but i also think there's opportunities to kind of like accelerate the change because if you just go through the traditional model which is you know campaigning and you know meetings and then chairs and you know uh, it's just it, it needs almost like a jolt and it might need a really well done video or a, a, just a, you know, a stunt. And I'm more than happy yeah. to probably guess to do something like that because at the end of the day, if you just chug along, you know, we could be here for another eight, nine years or whatever it is. And more people get yeah. nicked. And it's just boring. So I'll, I'll yeah, we need, up. we need a catalyst. Yeah. I'll put me on the front line. I'll go for it. I love it. <laughs> I'm there for yeah. it. Gosh. Oh, well, I look forward to having a skate with you guys. If if things were normal and I made a bit of money, wouldn't it be fun? I could say, hey, next month I'll come over to Chicago because I've got um, 
really good. Oh, I think I said at the start, I've got a uh, family just south side of. Um, yeah. Now, how far away are you uh, drive to the CBD of Chicago? From where um, you three hours. Yeah, about three hours. It's not. It's not terrible. It's um, not terrible. And we can even take train too, which is is quick yeah, we as have well. A train. Yeah, very convenient. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting to chat with you, Nick, and it's it's amazing getting to hear the story from start to finish and i don't think i would have done it any other way i think the story that you tell i i'm i'm just it, it's absolutely incredible and i have no other word i'm almost speechless because <laughs> you you almost surmise what all of us felt when we first saw eSkate. um you 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 put action to thoughts that everybody who rode an electric skateboard had i don't think any one of us that rides electric skateboards didn't have that thought of i should turn this into a business somehow some way and the fact that you you tried all the different ways that you could think of and are now teaching others how to e-skate as a business is is amazing and i i just applaud you for that and i think it's 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 amazing yeah you're an e-skate jedi master teaching the pod ones now yeah but no, seriously, I, I, I name dropped. So before this podcast, and again, I want to I want to give my thanks to you as well as we wrap things up um, in addition to what Joe said. Uh, so before before this podcast, a couple of weeks ago, I name dropped you to a couple of uh, somewhat big, uh, I would say, Eastgate content creators or just you know, people that are all over the place, all over the, the industry. Um, and I name dropped you. And I was like, you know, who is this guy? Like he he seems to have all these great references and you know, his all these videos from a long time ago. And they said, this dude is the OG. This dude is like the founder of Eastgate UK. And they're in my DMS right now in my Instagram DMS, like talking to me about like what we're talking about. They want to know when this episode comes out, Uh, they want to hear from you. So yeah, again, I I think it speaks to your legacy and what you've done for Eastgate. And uh, I think the the best is yet to come, of course, but um, I'm definitely going to be keeping a very close eye. And of course I, I'm always down for a uh, quick trip over to the Queens country, uh, but you're always welcome here in Chicago as well. Oh, that's so cool, man! That, uh, yeah, you're making me well up, nearly. I have to, I have, I have to control myself. And and we'd like to say to all of our listeners, uh, you should definitely go follow um, at Skate Electric on Instagram. Um, all of his other uh, schools are are linked on his main profile page there. So definitely go check out Nick at Skate Electric on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Terminal X on Instagram at official Terminal X. What, what? Follow me on Instagram at jgrangr. Um, and until next time, uh, everybody ride safe, wear a helmet. Um, and if Bill Cock glide, you're out there. We want to talk to you. Exactly. Keep shredding. <laughs>